Blog Talk Radio. Watching the floors fall 
ball is the game. Seeing one side of the federal building gone from the car came the storm. Right streets to Garnett, field to the curb. Nowhere to go but love, Jordan. Can't exit off here, got me trapped on your high concrete. Want me to speak? Took away Mosley and matters for the weekend. It kept me on your one way streets for the arrestee. Show no pity, see the under city hitting eyes on the poster like my past. Mutant is my mind frame. A million niggas showed up at your door to get it on with a new plan coming live from the island. Um, cut that music and let's, you know, let's play some songs. You, you do what you do. 
Can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Dr. X? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, hi. Yes. Hold on a minute. I was trying to see what is mute and what is not mute. Okay. Um, uh, We are listening to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power, and my name is Beverly, and we are looking at UN nigga trouble. You in real trouble. How you doing this (laughs) evening, Dr. X.? You say bad nigga trouble is a is a whole nother category of trouble. Yes, yes. (laughs) Hotel bad, hotel family, better love. I'm doing fine, baby. How about you? Good, good. I ain't quite in nigga trouble. I ain't quite in nigga trouble yet, but I'm on the third step. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I still haven't had time to see what was going on in the news today, so I'm still kind of at a loss. Okay, Bear, we're just, we just going to write you out for for, <laughs> for paying attention <laughs> to what's going on. <laughs> no biggie, okay. Bear, we ain't mad at you. We know okay. you, your basket is full. Yeah. So let's start out the show tonight with something I just came across I didn't know. You recall yesterday on one of the pieces that I played with Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. when pointing out that Tucker Carlson was, in fact, going to interview Larry Sinclair, Barack Obama's boyfriend. Right. Now, you might also recall that the uh, information that we put out there was erroneous, okay, in terms of... Larry Sinclair being the victim of a one-car accident and that he was dead. Mm-hmm. So let me ask to the family. I don't get it 100% right, okay? Uh, Larry Sinclair is not dead. What? I thought he was all this these years. So did I. That's what the information pointed to on more than one piece, okay? Right. I don't one piece of information. Uh, but he's not only alive, he was, uh, he's on the L- LHR, I think it's LFR family, this brother on YouTube. Uh, he's playing part of the Tucker Carlson, Larry Sinclair interview. So let's sneak in and listen to the LFR family for a minute. Uh, with Tucker and Larry Sinclair, and then we'll come back and get into the meditation. Okay. I'm, I'm with it. Okay, let's go. Uh, where did you meet Barack Obama? Uh, it was by accident. I was in the Chicago area in 99 for Lee Duke's graduation from the Naval Academy. Who's Lee Duke? He's basically my godson. Okay. Um I had hired a limousine. I'm sorry, did you live in Chicago then? No, no. I was actually living in Colorado. I had flown in the night before. Okay. So I had hired a limousine service, had made the driver aware that if Lee couldn't leave the base, because once they graduate, some of them actually get their assignments and they're shipping out and they can't leave the base, that I was interested in going out and had asked the driver if, anybody that was available that might want to show me, you know, Chicago. And he said he did. 
So, so who was the driver? Uh, his name was Jameer um, Motani. It was with Five Star Limo. Um, so you're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what you're really doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was in town for a few nights, but yeah, I was definitely looking to party. And did you make that clear to the driver? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was no misunderstanding. How 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 direct were you about that? Like, extremely. <laughs> extremely. Extremely. Okay. Yeah. There was. Um, I just now got a message from one of the one of this message right here, guys. All right. Um, what do you mean it gets extremely graphic? Um. <laughs> okay, you guys know that some of our some of our people that have been going live, I mean, that have been putting videos out on the conservative end, have been getting demonetized. So, um, do you think that the information that's being shared in this video would do something negative to the channel, or do you think that YouTube would be alright with it? Because I haven't heard this yet. And you guys, he explains what they did. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right, I'm going to say this. I am reviewing the Tucker Carlson interview with Larry Sinclair on his channel. Um, all of these, uh, all of what you hear comes directly from them. I'm just reviewing it. <laughs> if you hear something that that violates any type of um, community guideline. This is my. This is not my fault. This come from them, and hopefully we can get through it. And we we good. All right. And all of this information that you're about to hear is alleged. Is alleged unless he has pictures or videos. <laughs> Don't listen. I haven't gotten as far as you are yet. So once we get to the nitty gritty of it, I'm just saying if y'all hear some nastiness. It's not me trying to make it nasty. It's me simply reviewing this video. Okay, this is the reaction channel. That's why I'm doing so much talking. Let me get back to it. Let's do it, guys. My bad. My bad. Was, there was no doubt what I was looking for. Okay. Uh, he was looking for a good time. He picked me up at my hotel in Gurney and drove into Chicago, pulled up in a bar outside. Literally that casual. That wow. He just pulled up ready to have a good time, and he met Barack Obama when he was just a fun-loving, really, really young white boy. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Life is good. I really appreciate it. Um, I don't care. I don't care whether they're true or not. Personally, to me, this is about Tucker giving the dim party just a small dose of the BS they've been dishing out for years. You know what? And shout out to that. I love it. Hey, if they can do it, if it's good enough for the goose, then it's good enough for the gander. Had you ever heard of him? No. Did the driver know him? Yep. The driver definitely knew him because the driver said that he was a friend. Interesting. What, how would the driver be friends with Barack Obama? I only found out later of uh, dealing with a reporter from Bloomberg News that apparently the limousine company had been doing business with Tony Resco oh. that at the time was somehow Mobster. affiliated with Barack Obama. Obama. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So he knew Barack Obama, and in his view, Barack Obama liked the same kind of partying you were looking for. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So sex and drugs, in other words. Yeah. 
the sex part I wasn't so sure about until, of course, you know, you, you make your move, but it became obvious very quick. Um, the coke part I thought was interesting because of the way that I had brought it up. So I'm stepping on your story. So you pull up, and I apologize. So you pull up to this bar. The driver some real is basically right scouting someone for you to hang out with. Correct. There's this guy, Barack Obama. Have you ever heard of Barack Obama? Never. Okay. Never. Um, we're having drinks. I mentioned the fact that I could use something to wake up. I was extremely exhausted. So you went into the bar? <clears throat> yes, sir. What kind of bar was this? I'm trying to remember. I've been trying to remember the name. I know that the glasses had three X's on them uh-huh. uh, because I remember taking one home. Uh, for a friend of mine. Well, but, I mean, generally characterized it was it. It was upscale, quiet, wasn't really that, uh, that really didn't have a lot of energy to it. It was yeah. more relaxed, more like a lounge as opposed to somewhere where people would go and get loud and crazy. Yeah. Um, which made it easier to talk. Um but like I said, when I brought up the fact that I could do something to wake up, um, he immediately knew what I was referring to, uh, had made it clear that I was looking for Coke, and I really was, and had made the suggestion that he knew where we could get it, and we left and go get it. Interesting. Did he say what he did for a living? No. I had no idea that he was a representative in the Illinois House. I had no idea he was in politics. Hey, Alicia. I just knew that he was supposedly married and at the time was going through some, some issues with the marriage. So he said that? That was made clear. Yep. Oh. Um, did he say what kind of issues? No. Nope. So you said, I'm looking for something to wake up. He knows you're referring to cocaine. I know where to get it. What happens next? We get back in the limo. The driver takes us wherever it is that Barack had instructed him to take us. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. He gets out, comes back. Um, I start putting a line on a CD tray uh, to snort. Uh, And you're you're in in the limo? limo. Yep. Driving or parked? No, the driver's driving. Yep. I start to put a line on a, on a CD tray, and, just and I just happen to notice that he pulls something else out of his pocket. And next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I don't have an issue with it. I mean, hold on, hold on. So he went in there to buy some salute. He went in there to buy some cocaine, and they threw in something extra. So if you buy two grams, we're going to throw in one gram free of some crack. You know, we bought some cocaine, so now I'm going to give you some free crack. Oh, and try this. This just now came out. It's hot on the market. It's sweet in the nation. It's going to drive you crazy. It's going to drive your old lady crazy. Not knowing that he had a man inside. Okay. He just had an entanglement the same way that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett had an entanglement. Hopefully, Chris Rock don't say anything negative about it because I would hate to be slapped by Michelle Obama. Some people <laughs> smoke. Some people snort. Smoking and cocaine. Yeah. So as I'm doing a line, I just start, this is the part where you, you know, you kind of make your move to to see where things are going. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Oh, my gracious. This dude was really out to have some fun that night, bro. He said, yo, I got some money. You got to, listen, you got the ride. I'm going to give you 250 Go buy some Coke. 
and he come out there with some surprise crack. And then next thing you know, after they snort and, and smoke and take a couple of tokes of their Coke and crack, I need to stop saying Coke and crack. Um, listen, listen, can we edit this out? Okay, we're going to edit this out. Um, then he rubs his, he started rubbing his leg and making his move, okay? Y'all not slow. Just following along, man. This is blowing my mind because it's, it's Barack Obama. Like, do you know what Barack... Wow. Okay. Um, so the night became somewhat active sexually and drug wise in the limo. Um, so you hit on him. Did he seem shocked by that? Not at all. Yeah. I mean, if you're smoking crack with a stranger in the back of a limo, like you got to imagine that you might go crazy places. Not only imagine it, I look at it this way. I, look, I've done a lot of crazy things in my lifetime. I'm a pretty good judge, and I pretty much know whether or not I can move in a certain direction. I didn't feel that I was going in the wrong direction. Yeah, so he pretty much, he, he gauged them. Thank you so much for the super chat, Ross. Um, um, McManaman, Mac, McManaman, really, really, Ross McManaman. He either deserves an Oscar or he's 100% credible. And I know it's the latter. You believe he's 100% credible. Hey, thank you so much for the super chat and for answering my question. I really appreciate that. This brother says that he knows his way around those arenas. And he, he, he's been there before. He has a pretty wild life. <laughs> but, I'm, yo, yo, and I shouldn't have paused it on this face right here. If somebody take a screenshot of that right there. Like seriously, that's 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 the man that you decided. It's, it's a bunch of beautiful men out here, um, Barack. Why why you decide to make sweet passes? <laughs> Wasn't so sure how much I could trust the individual right. at, at first, um, and that was probably one of my bigger concerns. But the fact that I was already becoming somewhat buzzed, eh, you kind of throw caution to the wind. You weren't sure you could trust the individual. What does that mean? And when you meet someone out of the blue and you go to a level that you're doing drugs with or giving money to purchase drugs or even for sexual activity, you have to be sure that you can trust them. And when I say trust, I mean that you're not going to end up being robbed or that you're not going to end up having a knife stuck into you, you know, from one direction or another. Or that you're not going to pull up somewhere and all of a sudden the car door is going to open and you got five people pulling you out of it. So that's what I mean when I yep. say trust yep. someone. And, 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 and him, him living that life, he was living a pretty dark life. I mean, if you're hopping in people's cars, going to dark spots in the in the country, looking for cocaine and crack and look for cocaine. But the same people that sell cocaine sells crack, right? And the likelihood of you being robbed, um, you've been murdered, you being something happening to you, like somebody taking your body, taking your manhood or your womanhood, if you're a woman, you know what I mean? That, that's very likely. You decided to go into the dark side of this, of this crazy world that we're in so that you can play in their arena. But he just said he's not, he's not, um, he's not um, um, new to this. This is something that he do on the regular. So but he knew what to look out for. And you've been around at this point oh, in yeah. your life. Big time. Yeah. Right. So 
probably not your first time in a situation like this. Not at all. And and that's why I said I pretty much know where I can go and, and yeah. at, at what point. Um, so you start rubbing his leg and he's, I mean, I, I think, I was be totally blunt with you, like a man who's not into gay sex would be like, whoa, 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 whoa settle, settle down. Trust me, if it was something that you were not interested in, yeah. uh, and you're right, I've had guys that uh, I went along that would literally try to break your hand For sure. uh, if, if you went in that route. So it, it's not like this was something that he wasn't into. It's yeah. not something that he was shocked by. Yeah. Uh, shocked by you don't get excited and you don't unbutton your pants and you don't just sit there and let it happen. Yeah. So it wasn't. It definitely wasn't Barack's first time. Uh, that much I'm. I'm absolutely certain of. Uh, and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't his last. So, um, so you performed oral sex on Barack I did. Obama. You did. Um, in in the drivers up front. Yep. And he's cool with it. The driver has the partition up. He didn't have a problem with it. He didn't put it down for any reason. I mean, he kind of set up the whole thing for this in the first he, place. Exactly. And I have a funny feeling he had no uh, bones to pick with it as far as what took place. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Um, so what happened after? Uh, afterwards, I actually Hello. went back to my hotel. I had specifically asked that he drop Barack off first. But... For some reason, he and Barack chose that they would drop me off at the hotel first, and then he would take Barack. So Barack actually made the drive out to Gurney, which is a suburb outside of Chicago, um, to the hotel for me to be dropped off. What hotel was that? It was the Comfort Inn in Gurney. Ooh, that sounds depressing. It, well, you have to remember, it was 99. <laughs> he said, ooh, that sounds depressing, the Comfort Inn. <laughs> ooh, that sounds depressing. <laughs> Sounds like bed bugs. Sounds like a Waffle House. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was close to the Great Plain, Great Lakes Naval facility. In yeah. Great America theme but, park. Um, I got dropped off. They left. Uh, the next day was somewhat interesting because he ends up showing up at my hotel room, which I thought was weird, but... He wanted some more. Mm-hmm. So when you say he showed up, he just... He showed up. I mean, I had no warning. I was in the room. There's a knock on the door. I opened the door, and he's standing there. And he's standing there with more coke, and he comes in. And it was just like a quick, you know, rehash or rerun from the night before. I'm trying to think of how this is making me feel at the moment. 1,000%. No BS. This makes me extremely uncomfortable to hear this. Um, I'm not, I'm I'm listening to this, not from the face of, not not from the the point of view of someone who's excited to receive this information about President. All right, that's enough. He's on live now, family, for those of you who might want to go and check it out for yourself. Still here, Bear? Oh, we're going to let Bear wander off again. Okay, Bear, come on back. Am I still here? Yeah.
Bear. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. No, I just said that that's more than enough uh, for the family that want to go and check it out. It's uh, LFR Family on YouTube. LFR Family. Yeah, I'm familiar with him. He have... uh, you know, he, he has some good uh, things on there, too. Yeah, the only problem is he doesn't know anything about anything. <laughs> just let no. him tell it. <laughs> he, yeah, he wanted the ones, I think, that just uh, opening their eyes. They just getting to know this stuff. No, he knows what's going on. He, he oh, just plays he? dumb. I'm oh, have, have he been on for a while? Uh, I think Tutmo sent me a video of his a little more than a year ago, and that's okay. when, you know, I okay. check him out every now and then. You know, it depends okay. on what his subject matter is. Okay. But, uh, you know, he's like other YouTubians. He's got to sit up there and make excuses for why you can't say this, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I just say that, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's just ridiculous. Right. But... Uh, when I look at this brother, interestingly enough, he makes me think of Polite. Oh, uh, who? Oh, Polite, brother Polite. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he reminds me of Polite. Without without all the the knowledge. Mhm. Mhm. And I got several texts today pointing out to me that Polite got something like sixty eight years. No, for real. Uh, yes, for real. Wow. Uh, that was my reaction. But uh, he supposedly he's only going to do, I think, seven. And he's uh, 10 years of probation. Wow. See, he went yeah. out there to the demon house. He went to Hollywood. He went right there. Talking it that was very it was very predictable, almost from the outset, with all the wives. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Look, ain't no rooster <laughs> on the farm got control of the hen house. You may think you got control of it. Mm-hmm. But it don't take much for you to realize that you ain't controlling no hen house. I couldn't understand with all the knowledge that he had. I mean, couldn't he? Um, you don't flunk that in people's face. You just. Ego bear. Oh, the ego got the best of him. That's the only way you deal with that the situations when you're dealing with women. Mm. Uh, and I'm not saying you're going to have absolute 100% control over your ego. But you, you manage it as much as you can, particularly if you're in the spotlight. Now, the environment today with some women is... They look for marks, right? 
They call them Instagram models and all this kind of stuff. I wish we had time to go into how many brothers with five dollars and got hooked up with these Instagram models and find out that they've been played. There ain't enough time. But that comes with the territory, Bear. So it just goes to show you. Now, watch this. You think them seven wives going to be out there sitting on their hands? Now, one probably will, the one that been with him the longest. Well, there's some who would say she's the biggest fool of all. Mm-hmm. They were saying that all the time. Yeah, but I, I wasn't one of the ones that said that because uh, he didn't make any of them women go with him. They mm-hmm. went of their own. So as far as I'm concerned, that's his business. As long as he handles his business, you know what I'm saying? If you don't handle your business, your business going to handle you. Correct. So, he didn't quite handle his business. And a 14-year-old girl, that's kind of, you know, man. I just said to uh, both people that sent me the text that to me it's sad. Very sad. Yeah. You got all them women. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, so I can see you sneaking around seeing one. I think the average woman could probably feel that from the average man, that he probably got somebody somewhere that, you know, he sees on occasion. And I think uh, particularly as you get older, you've had experiences uh, and I'm not putting myself in there just to make sure I don't wake up in the morning with a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> Put your disclaimer in. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to clean this up a little bit. But that wouldn't be unusual because that's the normal discourse for males and females. See, in order for a man to be a cheater, he's got to be cheating with somebody who is it that he's cheating with. In most cases, it's another woman. But the woman ain't the cheater, huh? How is it that the man is the cheater, but he's seeing another woman? What that make her? You see, so, uh, again, it's just very unfortunately, uh, unfortunate from where I sit. And... Uh, I don't think it should have ever went there with a with a fourteen year old girl. I just don't. I can't even talk about it because I thought the brother was much had much more going than than that. Well, I mean, is it for sure he did it? Was he framed, or did he really did he uh, do it, or or what? Uh, seven years in jail. 10 years on probation, he pled guilty. Oh, he pled guilty? 
he pled guilty a while back. <clears throat> now, I don't know who his lawyer is, but I would like to in the event that something like that would ever happen to somebody I know so I could tell them, make sure you don't go get this lawyer here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because, man, that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow, boy. But as the whispers say, and the beat goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, when your teacher went to jail for the same thing. Oh, Malachi York. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have thought that that was, you know, that would have been his uh his get off point. Don't don't go past this point. Man, I don't care what she look like. And, of course, I'm getting close to 70, so I I guess I can say that. I don't care what she look like. 14 years old, Mm -hmm. the only thing I'm going to ask you is, does your mama look like you? If she do, I want to meet her. Wasn't he going with the mama already? I don't know that. All right. I don't know all the particulars around his situation. But even if that's the case, Bev, then why are you messing with that little girl, that baby? Right. That's right. I don't care what she looked like. And I know some of these little young girls are blowed up. Okay? But they're still babies. Some babies come out weighing three pounds and two ounces, and some come out weighing nine pounds and seven ounces. But they're still babies. So I ain't got to tell that brother nothing. He's one of the smartest brothers I've ever heard. And I've often said I, I only know one other young brother who reminded me of him. And he was exactly the opposite. This dude would run away from from, uh, girls. And that was Brother Minister Ezekiel Wells. Now, you talk about smart as hell, just like Felice, spoke several languages, understood scripture from front to back because he was raised just like Felice under Yahweh bin Yahweh. Same kind of, you know, parallel universes you might say. So, smart brother. But he understood how dangerous relationships can be when they are not when they are not authentic. And as an older man, you cannot have an authentic relationship with a baby. That's that's called pedophilia. Now we can dress it up to be whatever you want it to be, to fit whatever tribute you want to put on it. But uh, in my mind, that's pedophilia. If he was 17, he wouldn't have a problem. 
but he wasn't 17. So that's all I can say about it, Bev. Uh, seems to be a lot of sex going on here. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I feel I, like you speak. I can't see how St. Clair just resurfaced. I mean, it was all out that he was had um, was deceased. He died, and now he's come out the, from hiding or wherever he's been. Ain't that interesting? Took a call and found him. Hmm. So I'm sure somebody put that story out there to make it appear like he was dead, maybe uh, so nobody would look for him. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know, but I'm sitting here looking at this dude. Look like he about to approach death, and that story ain't changed one iota. And he had the hotel receipts. He had the limo driver. And let me drop this on you. And I'm not gonna put their name out there, but I have a friend who knew one of the people that uh, Obama was getting this cocaine from. Okay. The other thing, we, we put these politicians, because people in this culture have been taught to worship people. You know, that's one of the things I reject totally. But because people worship other people, they tend to only see what that worship allows them to see. And so people who are uh, so-called entertainers and athletes and all these people, these people have cultivated images of themselves for years. And then in, invariably something happens. And before you know it, uh who can I use? Uh, oh, I got a good one. All of a sudden, Tom Brady becomes Sean Kemp. Now, everybody knows Tom Brady, right? All-American, apple pie, right? Uh, best quarterback in history. But when you look behind the scenes, he becomes Sean Kemp. Well, who is Sean Kemp? Monster athlete power forward par excellence for the Seattle Supersonics back in the 80s, and he had about 37 babies, about 36 different women. (laughs) Okay? That's the reality. Okay, Sean Kemp is the reality. So it don't matter what kind of image uh, your PR firm uh, creates to you, it's an image that the public is supposed to see, which is one of the reasons I reject all of this insanity. Because damn, if you can't believe uh, hardly anything of what you're being told about these people because of these cultivated images put out by sports teams, uh, et uh uh, uh, managers of entertainers, etc. Then we find out that uh, 
Oprah Winfrey is really Britney Spears, right? <laughs> wow, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> you know, Britney Spears, they, that's a, she's a classic example. They built that image of, of her. And then to come to find out she half crazy. She on every yeah. drug you can name. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. So the best way to protect yourself against that kind of stuff is don't worship any of these people. Not supposed to be worshiping nobody anyway. But that's not the reality, Bear. Yeah. That's what this culture is based on. They sell you stuff based on fake images of entertainers, etc., They'll sell you baby diapers, and you ain't even got no baby. Well, what the hell? I saw so-and-so do this commercial, and now his face is on the baby diapers. So I'm going to get some anyway. All right? That's how they make their money. And it don't matter if you a singer, an athlete, uh, any celebrity Before you know it They've got A PR team That carefully crafts Who they want you to be And then you're sold to the public See What we're really talking about here Bib, Is Barack Obama That's what we said Barack Obama was From day one And people didn't care about where he came from. He had a good smile, and he he spoke real well, and and all this kind of stuff, right? So that was all that mattered. It didn't matter that he was full of shit. Excuse my language, family. That's what we were sold. And we bought it, didn't we, Deb? I'm here. I'm here. I had to. Um, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Wait a minute. I'm having difficulties here. Okay. Can you hear me now? I, it's not you. It's me. It's on my end. I can always hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. But, yeah, what we're basically talking about is Barack Obama. Because I've said a, a thousand times, go sit down. I've said a thousand times that he's like a box of grits or a, box, a package of oatmeal or something. You know, uh, damn near could be a younger version of Uncle Ben. And black people bought it. Why? Because that's what the culture does. It's called capitalism. So they capitalize black people, not a damn thing about Barack Obama, but he looked good. So that's all that matters. 
you see. Didn't have no history. None. All they know is he was a senator from Chicago. That's it. And how long was he uh, in Chicago before he became president? Two, three years. Uh, say that again. Two, three years. Oh no, no, no. He was in Chicago a number of years before that. <clears throat> oh, okay. I thought uh, he had wasn't there that long. He had been what in Chicago. He mm-hmm. had been in Chicago. They off and on since the late 80s. Oh, okay. All right. But it became full-time in the 90s. Okay, because this situation with Larry Sinclair happened in 99. Now, if his daughters are under 20, 23, 22, 23, that would mean he was having sex with men while he was having sex with Michelle, who some say is a man. So maybe when he got Michelle, he was looking for what he was used to. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, because when he was in the White House, he was ordering all them hot dogs and pizza and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's pointing out that he hadn't really moved away from what he had been involved in all the time. He's just doing it differently. Mm-hmm. But my whole point was uh, people didn't know a damn thing about Barack Obama, but he was being sold to the people all around the country. Because they didn't realize that if you look at his history, it's going to take you to somebody's laboratory. And instead of having a birth certificate, instead of having a birth certificate, he has a barcode. (laughs) And that's what Orange Man was trying to say back in the day, and everybody didn't want to hear. That is correct. That he was not a natural citizen, but he ain't no citizen of nobody unless he's Habit Laboratories. Yeah. (laughs) For real, for real. And you know something, Bear? Let me show you how this works, family. And I know it sounds crazy today, but it won't tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Somebody with as much uh, money as Barack Obama's family, right? He didn't come from no poverty-stricken family. This dude went to private schools damn near his whole life. Expensive schools. That's what they say. I defy anybody to go and find uh a large number of young pictures of Barack Obama as he was growing up. You're generally going to find one or two photographs. doesn't matter where you go to look for them. Now, rich people with money, if they do nothing else, they trip off their children. They take all kinds of photographs. Somehow, we got very few photographs of Barack Obama. And when I say added laboratories, it's because it's my thesis that 
Uh, he was produced in the lab. He's a test tube baby. Rest in peace, Brother Robin Harris, who also died right here in Chicago. Tube baby. And, of course, this will be my signature. I believe that when they found the sarcophagus of the person we know as Amenhotep IV, Akhenaten, okay, and Moses, all the same person, that they got that DNA and they reproduced them, and that's who Barack Obama really is because everything that he's done points to Moses all over again. Now, I know that's some hard stuff for people people to believe, but if we're lucky enough to stick around here for the next two or three years, what I'm telling you is going to be child's play. You wait till you find out how many people uh, were produced in test tubes. And how many off-world beings is among us in high that places? Would, that would be absolutely correct. Because most of us are totally oblivious to what science has been doing unless the media come out and tell us. And I can say that with a degree of certainty because back in the 80s and 90s, we were reading a lot of the European press and we saw all the stuff, cloning and uh, human-animal hybrids, all of that stuff in European press, but it wasn't in American press. But it was talking about institutions in America that was doing all this stuff. Just because you don't know, don't make it so. So, see, the Christians refer to this particular point in time as revelations where a lot of things are being revealed. Well, they are. Seven, eight years ago, if you would have said Barack Obama was a homosexual, people would be ready to jump on you. (laughs) I mean, uh, I'm lucky in that regard. Uh, I never had that happen. But I have had some strange looks from people when I I point that out to them. I know that they don't want to accept it. And that's all right. I know uh, you're not going to accept it. But I'm just saying it so that you won't be disappointed to the point of cutting your wrists when you find out. And now we at that point, right when they're talking about running his wife for president, who has a snowball's chance in hell of beating Orange Man. So that's why this stuff is coming out. It should be obvious with all of the stories that you've seen that somebody don't want this dude in office because he's supposedly behind the scenes running everything right now. So all this is coming out right on the heels of his chef taking a dive, if if you will. They just want that to go away.
because you ain't going to have dead bodies on your property. And here we are, what, three weeks later, and you got nothing coming from the authorities on it. Nothing. Somebody decided that they're going to drop all kind of weight on them, and let's see how they get out of this one. Because, see, now it, it begins to become clear why he opened the closet door and let all them degenerates out. As we've been saying for years, it's because that's who he is. The other thing there is the ADL. Okay? That we mentioned yesterday. I didn't know what was going on with the ADL is as deep as it is. And again, family, take a bow because we pretty much led the way on the ADL talking about white supremacy and blackface. I had to take a look earlier today, got up early this morning after going to bed late last night, as usual. (laughs) And, man, I started taking a look, and boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Let's hope the ADL gets taken down this time because they got Elon Musk on their hands now. And one thing about Elon Musk, he got whoop-ass money. Same with Trump. If Trump didn't have the money that he had, he'd be in super hot water because there's no way he could afford all the lawyers that he's paying now. Now, he don't get it all back, or most of it, with interest. But when you take on somebody like Elon Musk, I don't know if he's still the richest man in the country or in the world, but, man, he's right up there with him, that's for sure. So when you take on him, you better be prepared. And the other good thing about this is Elon Musk is Jewish in origin. And, of course, the ADL claims to be Jewish. But Elon Musk is not, he doesn't practice Judaism. And the ADL uh, is a satanic organization. (laughs) So even though both of these people claim Jewish lineage, they're not Jews. And Elon Musk was right there with him. And uh, just go back to late last year when he dressed in the Baphomet costume. <laughs> so he, he was into the satanic stuff too. He know he ain't crazy. Now there are people that think it, that he's changed. Uh, I ain't ready to go that far. Ramaswamy. Bear. <laughs> Bear, I'm just these last two days have been so interesting. Because I've been trying to get this stuff out for a minute. 
and something that has been preventing me from getting it out. But strange dude, this dude, Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. I said, this guy's too clean. I told y'all right. he's too clean. Let's send him up to New York <laughs> and make him the mayor. They'll dirty him up up there, right? Mm-hmm. There, family. I had no idea, okay? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, stuff started coming out on old Vivek. Oh, yeah? Like what? There. He's a member of the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not a member, but he was a participant early mm-hmm. on. And then what he did was he supposedly sued um, uh, uh, what's the name of it? He sued the World Economic Forum for basically putting his name on the list as a member. All this is just recently. But that ain't the that ain't the hard part. <laughs> Bill, this stuff is so funny, Bill. Mm-hmm. Let me put it like this. Do you remember when we talked about um, these fake political meaning, a uh, political meetings mm-hmm. where they call town hall meetings, right? And we said that they were phony, that they were created back in the eighties to trick the people into supporting a particular candidate, but that it wasn't real. They have people in the audience who, for all practical purposes, are fronts. They're out there to give the illusion that these things are real because the people don't know other people in the audience. Uh, Back in the day, they used to call them ringers. Okay, somebody's just been put in the audience to make it appear as though something was one thing when it, in fact, was another. Well, that's what the town hall meetings are. They're phony as hell. Okay? I'm looking right now. I thought I had it set up, and I didn't. Uh, There was a town hall meeting. Oh, I'd say about 15 years ago. And one of the people that was being interviewed in the, or the guy that was being interviewed in the town hall meeting was running for president. His name was Al Charlatan, a.k.a. Al Sharpton. And there were two people in the audience. <clears throat> oh, I know where it is. I know where it is. I sent it out. There were two people in the audience there. I don't want to mention who they were 
because I want the surprise to be everlasting on the people. Okay. Now, I know I sent this out. Oh, here we go. So, I'm going to stop the tape and tell you who it it is, unless the narrator tells you who it is or who they are. There's actually two of them. Understand, this is just supposedly a regular uh, candidate's form 15 years ago. Check this out, family. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel fully focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. All right, so we got to address this. I've been making a whole lot of Vivek Ramaswamy videos recently, and for the most part, I've praised him. And obviously, I'm not the only one who's been doing that. A lot of people have been covering Vivek. Let's be real, he's been a viral machine. His recent media tour, going to literally every single show that'll have him on, has been incredible to follow. He's done a fantastic job, and I have to admit, there's been a little bit of a political honeymoon environment surrounding him as a candidate and him as a person. But then, of course, in every single video on Vivek, you see it in the comments section. Obviously, I see it, you see it, you see it all over Twitter as well. Vivek is bought and paid for. He's a Soros shill. He's funded by George Soros. He's a WEF plant. People get this weird feeling with Vivek, as if his political rise is less than organic, as if he's a political product, a package sent to secretly do the bidding of others. And I personally have been rather dismissive of that idea, even though secretly it's been at the back of my mind to a certain extent. I haven't really seen like conclusive evidence or a major red flag, but I do have to admit that this video that's currently going viral is a little bit weird. Do I think that it's proof of a greater conspiracy? No, of course not, but it is a little bit weird. So I want to show you guys the clip that everyone's posting of Vivek Ramaswamy on TV during the early 2000s asking then-candidate Al Sharpton a question during a presidential town hall in the midst of election season. Take a look. Question there, go ahead. Reverend Sharpton, hello, I'm Vivek, and I want to ask you, uh, last week on the show we had Senator Kerry, and this week, and, and the week before, we had Senator Edwards, and my question for you is, of all the Democratic candidates out there, why should I vote for the one with the least political experience? Well, you should, because I have the most political experience. <laughs> got involved in the political uh, movement when I was 12 years old, and I've been involved in social policy for the last 30 years. So don't confuse people that have a job with political experience. Now, obviously, there's a bunch of things that people are pointing their finger to. Why is Vivek present during a Democrat event? Why did they choose Vivek to ask a question in the first place? And the biggest, I guess, oddity of this clip is the fact that there was another familiar face who asked a question as well. Congressman, why are you the only presidential candidate not attending tomorrow's youth-oriented rock and vote forum? And do you think young people vote better in your campaign? They matter a lot. That's why I'm here tonight. And uh, I've got to be in Iowa. I had a preset uh, meeting that I've got to go to. i got to win Iowa. I'm going to win Iowa, so I'm going to be in Iowa tomorrow night. But I talk to young people everywhere I am. I've got lots of young people on my campaign, and maybe I ought to say this now. When I was in college, Jack Kennedy was president. And I was moved when he said to young people like me, get involved in politics. Give part of your life to politics. 
So I just want to say to all of you here, get involved in public life. Give back to your country. Don't just take from it. And get involved in this campaign. If it's not for me, get behind somebody and get out there and work. And of course, what do you think the reaction is? Pete Buttigieg and Vivek Ramaswamy both happened to be publicly asking questions during a Democrat presidential event. How odd. And I have to admit, it is a little bit weird. Is it possible that it's just a massive coincidence? Absolutely. Is it possible that there's a logical explanation that both of these individuals were stellar academics involved in activities and public speaking, and those were the kinds of young people who were being pulled on the stage, so it just happened to be these two? Of course, to an extent, that's a logical explanation, but then there's also the question that maybe these two characters were pre-selected and were being primed to enter the world of politics, that they're simply actors, part of this massive political scheme to eventually put political puppets in positions of power to represent elitist interest. And obviously, it's not just this one moment in isolation. There's also the infamous Vivek WEF, let's call it, connection. He was on a list of the 2021 class of young global leaders, as well as this, the Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowships for New Americans, I guess, foundation. Back in 2011, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, was given a mention of some sort. And he addressed these issues. I think he even filed legal action against the WEF for supposedly naming him without permission. The World Economic Forum has now officially agreed to exactly what I demanded of them. They've issued a public apology. They have, furthermore importantly, made a hard commitment that they will never add someone to this young global leader or similar list without express consent again, making sure they're not going to get away with these dirty tricks. And though I wasn't in this for the money, there was also a financial component to the settlement. What I've said is the money that I got out of that, I don't want that money. I'm directing it to the America First Policy Institute, the institute that probably was the most opposite of the World Economic Forum's agenda to which I've been a donor over recent years. And so all in all, you know, I get the skepticism, especially for somebody who's branding himself as anti-establishment. There seems to be a little bit of an unfortunate pattern. And for a lot of skeptical voters, it's a massive flag. And I 100%, at least to a certain extent, agree. But then at the same time, I also have a lot of doubts and I also disagree. You know, I think at one point, Donald Trump took a massive loan from George Soros. I think it was something like $180 million for a project that he was doing at the time. You know, people don't claim that Donald Trump's campaign is being funded by Soros or that he's Soros funded. It could just be that if you're engaged in big business and politics in general, that at some point you're gonna come into contact with many of these big elitist individuals. And especially if you have a past of being apolitical, well, obviously in that, you don't really care where the money's coming from. You're just trying to get the job done. So there could be an explanation. It's also fishy at the same time. I kind of land in the middle where I don't know what to believe. Am I willing to instantly disqualify Vivek Ramaswamy? I don't think so. Also, I don't think it's necessarily that relevant because he's not going to be president. Unless, of course, something dramatically changes. You know, all in all, it's hard to form a concrete opinion here because the evidence just simply doesn't cross the threshold. It seems like most of what is being presented can in fact have another explanation. That isn't Vivek is a bought and paid for gross plant. 
A lot of people also point to the book that he wrote in 2020, claiming that he's anti-Trump and now grifting, pretending to be pro-Trump. But I don't think that's a very strong argument. I think there's a lot of people who sort of had political awakening moments, especially over the last eight years. You know, I'm not going to discredit or attack somebody because they don't have absolute allegiance to one political figure or ideology, or because there's recent evidence of a political evolution when it comes to their stances. I mean, I've changed considerably over the last, let's call it two years. I think remaining ideologically malleable, if anything, is a sign of intellect, and more importantly, intellectual honesty. So I guess all of that, you know, going in circles, the end conclusion for me on this issue is I don't freaking know. Are there red flags? Yes. Are they 100% convincing? No, not exactly. But it is certainly a little bit of a weird situation. And I think ultimately, it's obviously going to have an impact on Vivek's, let's call it electability, especially in the Republican nomination process. It simply is what it is. Some people are going to believe that he's a plant, others won't, and obviously that'll hamper his ability to ever win the nomination as the Republican presidential candidate. That's pretty much it. My apologies if you guys were expecting me to take a hardline stance on this one, but that's pretty much what I got. Thanks for watching, and hopefully I'll see you on the next one. Now, don't you find that strange, Ben? That was was, uh, a few years ago. That was 15 years ago mm. when Al Charlton ran for president. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, Bev, and I didn't send this to you. I sent it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't, uh, <clears throat> I didn't put you on the list. But what are the odds of this dude and Pete Booty Gig? I can't get over that name. Who has a real name called Peter Booty Gig? (laughs) A booty gig is what a Peter is looking for. (laughs) And, of course, we know booty gig is a CIA agent. (laughs) They sent him to Somaliland to spy. For the CIA, because that's who he worked for. Okay. Now, he's the transportation secretary now, but that's just, no pun intended, greasing the way for him to eventually run for president. Him and his husband, you know, he took maternity leave because him and his husband had a baby. And that it, it, something was going on during that time, too. Wasn't something burning or blowing up or something? Yes, but it, it doesn't matter. He's not going to deal with anything that, that uh, destructive that happens in this country. Their thing is to tear the country down to build it back better. That's what all the chaos is for. When we get to the C-40 cities next week, uh we're going to go through that, and then the family will be able to see. Okay, all this is UN stuff. But the likelihood of both of these guys being at an Al Sharpton town hall televised question and answer, and they both get the opportunity to ask questions, 
You can believe that that's just a coincidence if you want to. I know because, as we pointed out, the town halls are all fake, phony. So we already got that established from day one, Brother brother West. Okay? We already got that established. So now here both of these clowns are. Uh, Here's what I want you to look for, family, when Bev posts that in the chat room. Did you get it, Bev? Okay, let me uh, look. Okay. Because what I want you to look at. I have it. Excellent. What I want you to look at is the mannerisms of Vivek. You can see the phony, man. Well, it's beyond that, Bev. It ain't phony. It's like somebody took the clone of Barack Obama and put an Indian face on it. Yeah. All of the expressions, yeah. all of the mannerisms are Barack yeah. Obama to a T. Yeah, I saw that. Mr. Perfect, just like Obama. He even tried to have that smile. Yes, everything is Barack Obama with an Indian mask on. Mm-hmm. Super smart, right? Clean as a whistle and got nothing deleterious in his background because he ain't got no damn background. And when you watch that video, family, you tell me if that's not an accurate description of what you see. Go pull up some old footage of Barack Obama and tell me if that ain't Vivek. You can fool some of us, but you can't fool all of us. (laughs) And that's their problem. They want to fool everybody. But that's not practical. So eventually, stuff like Vivek's connections to the pharmaceutical industry become well-known. That's another thing. Okay? So this dude, super rich, right, so-called brilliant, got answers to every single question that you might have. And don't Look, here's the the really scary part about it. He doesn't even stutter. (laughs) Like he's sitting in class answering all the questions that he might be asked out here on the street. Maybe he he have a newer link inside of him. Or? Or. or, Go ahead. No, go ahead. ahead. No, or, or or he is go ahead. <laughs> he's got that same barcode because he was mixed up in the same test tube as Barack mm-hmm. Obama. Yeah. That's why he come off as phony, not real. Yeah. Just super clean. All right? He could stand in a snowstorm 
and not a snowflake would hit him. People be running to get around him for some shelter, right? <laughs> <laughs> the snow ain't hitting him, Bill. <laughs> These are really, really interesting times that we live in. And nothing can be taken off the table. All right? Um, we've got to expand within reason. Because they've been making test tube babies since the 1960s. All right? So we should be able to expand our thinking. That's almost 50 years ago. And when I see things like this, and it just resonates in my soul, I don't wait for nobody to tell me that this is what the deal is. I'm sitting there looking at it. And nobody can have the same exact mannerisms, hand movements, everything. Just like the closet homo. Bev, we need some meditation. Bev, you want to lead us in a meditation tonight? Uh, I like it when you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to quote Brother West. It's a fun time to be alive. (laughs) I am just feeling uh, real good tonight, Bev. Okay. Uh, Family. It's because I know what I got to put on the table tonight, and we're going to get right into it as soon as we get through with the meditation. And I think you're going to find it quite interesting, just like last night. But after these, this particular setting, I can pretty much guarantee if you listen to every one of these shows, you will not be the same anymore. Okay? So now, let me, I got to get up, uh-oh. I got my dog, I almost put my feet on him. <laughs> Go sit. Go sit. I didn't mean to wake you up, man. Go sit. Sit. Okay, family. Here's how we do it. We take three deep breaths from our diaphragm, from our stomach. We hold each one of those breaths individually. Okay. In the meantime, family, you can, uh, if you can think of something, uh, let Bev know in the chat room what it is we should meditate on. Okay. What did Philadelphia tell us last night? Wasn't it about the children? Oh. They request us to meditate. Yeah, he said we should meditate. I don't think he came to a conclusion on Oh, okay. Anything definitively. But we take three deep breaths. Uh, one foot, we inhale it through our diaphragm. Then we put our finger over one of our nostrils. And we exhale through that nostril. 
we do that, was it twice or three times, Bear, for each nostril? Three times. Do everything in threes. Okay, excellent. So that means we'll take three deep breaths and next, uh, close up our left nostril and breathe slowly out through our right nostril. And we do the same thing for our right nostril. We'll close that off and exhale three times through our left nostril. Once we get through with that, we then uh, we'll be we should be very relaxed or in a relaxed enough state. If you haven't done it before, you'll notice the difference. That puts us in a relaxed mode where we can focus. Because for the Christians, y'all are probably going to be praying. That's cool too. Same with the Muslims, because uh, it's all the same thing. All right, with slight differences. Let me add that. Okay, but I'm not going to focus on the difference. The thing is to get this focused energy that we can direct to something that's important to us. And we never came back with it, Bear, but I happen to think that we had a hell of an impact on the exposure of Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and some of the rest of these people. Because they ain't quite been out here the way they used to be, and the people have been erupting all over the world against them. We don't want to meditate where people die because that energy uh, has a good possibility of coming back on you. What we are doing is just redirecting all that negative energy that they put on the general population right back to them. So we are not doing anything, conjuring up anything that's not already out there. These people are the very definition of negative energy. So all we want to do is redirect that flow of energy away from uh, the people that we hold dear to us. That's all. So we focus, we view those people those institutions or whatever in our minds, all right? And all we tell ourselves is we want that directed energy away from us onto the people that projected it in the first place. That's it. And we concentrate on that for two minutes. We close our eyes. I'm grounded right now. I got my feet on the ground so I can pick up the earth's electrical energy. And then we focus that energy on the people that are putting that negative energy out here to begin with. So we ex we inhale three times. Actually, it's six times. Through our diaphragm. Three on each side. Yes, three on each side. <clears throat> right? That puts us in a relaxed mode. And then we close our eyes and we we focus on redirecting that negative energy from these negative forces that are attempting to take over the whole world. I think they deserve some negative energy back on them because there's nothing positive about these people, nothing. Let's do the first one. We want to breathe in uh, from our diaphragm 
and we're going to put our finger over our left nostril once we get through breathing in, and we're going to slowly breathe out the right nostril. Okay? So ready? Here we go. Well, we're breathe wait, in. wait, 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 uh, Doc. <clears throat> what are we meditating on on two minutes? Someone in the chat room say, uh, on those sick pedophiles and saving their children. Uh, I can't. So I, I, can't I can't disagree with that by any stretch of the imagination. That's fine with me. Okay. okay. So we want to focus on the negative pedophile energy because man, it it's thick out here. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter uh, uh, which pedophile we're talking about. We want to focus on nature of adults abusing children. That could be the school system. That could be an individual, organizations, etc. Your president, right? Don't forget he's a pedophile too. So we got a lot to choose from on that platter. All right. So everybody got it. Let's go. Let's inhale from our diaphragm. over your left nostril, blow out slowly through your right nostril. Inhale again. Bring over your right nostril, blow out slowly through your left nostril. One more time. Breathe in. Bring over your left nostril, blow out slowly through your right nostril. One more time, breathe in. Bring over your right nostril, blow out slowly through your left nostril. One more time. Breathe in. Bring on your left nostril. Glide slowly through your right nostril. One last time. Breathe in. Bring over your right nostril. Blow out through your left nostril. Now, if you got high blood pressure and things like that, that's one of the best remedies that you can use to send oxygen to the, your brain, right? Put you in a very relaxed mood, slow down your heartbeat so that now we can focus on this pedophilic industry wherever it resides and send all that negative energy that they bring into the table back on them. We want to do that for two minutes. I close my eyes and and, and get in a Muslim position pretty much with my palms up. 
and let's meditate for two minutes. Let's get it in, family. Okay, family. Man, <clears throat> I feel so good. I, I could go outside and wash the car. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> That's how good I feel, man. Good. Man, Excellent. like like nothing else, boy. Seriously. <laughs> now, before we get back into, and although we're not really leaving, uh, the current subject matter, we got to take uh, and take a look at this whole battle with the ADL because, man, I tell you, uh, this is going to be a battle royal. And it's going to be interesting to see because Elon Musk is suing the Anti-Defamation League for defamation. Mm. You you can't make it up because they, along with the European Union, want to take Twitter from Musk because they got to have censorship. And the ADL has been busted through the Twitter files of being perhaps the major player in the whole censorship program. All right? They called for exactly the opposite in 2016. Now here we are in 2023, and they 150% behind censoring people, which really means that they 150% behind the takedown of the Constitution as the governing document of this country. That's what that means. So when we come out here and we start talking about the synagogue of Satan, you don't have to believe it, okay? It's showing itself for what it is. Those people who are behind it are doing this time that the Christians call revelation are being revealed to us openly. So just like with the woke people, because it's the same thing, they won't immediately scream anti-Semitism when they get busted, thereby putting you in a position where you can't criticize anything they do because now you're anti-Semite and there's nothing Semitic about the ADL. They are, in fact, a satanic organization. And very racist. And I'm just waiting for the day. It's amazing that all these brilliant people out here, nobody has asked them, how many black people do you have in your organization? Since you're about inclusion. You see, family? That's how you get a snake. <laughs> 
unless you're working with somebody, you don't grab it by the head. You grab it by the tail. All right? That's how you neutralize the ADL. Now watch. In the near future, some black person in some setting, somewhere, gets this vibration and decides to ask the ADL like they did the tech barons in Silicon Valley. How many black people do you have working for you since you run around here talking about woke and inclusion, diversity, equity, and inclusion and all this? Where your niggas at? How many niggas you got? And when that question is asked of them, there is no good response that they can make. Because the tech barons literally told on themselves when they were asked, they said, we couldn't find any. We couldn't find no niggas to work in Silicon Valley. The real answer is, the Silicon Valley tech barons, every bit as satanic as the Anti-Defamation League. That's the answer. Okay? So now, interesting, mind-blowing. Article came out today, and the title of the article was The Origin of the ADL. It's on zero head. And the article opens up with a big old picture of this pedophile named Leo Frank who strangled a young white girl and tried to blame it on a black man. We went through all this a few weeks ago. Okay? And when the investigation took place, come to find out it was old Leo Frank. I can't tell you if he was any, uh, if he had any, relationship to Anne, you know, they, they put Anne Frank in our psyches like we're supposed to feel sorry for this little uh, German-Jewish white girl uh, who had to hide out in somebody's attic until the war was over. Black people have been hiding out in attics, metaphysically speaking, for hundreds of years. We had to hide out in the attic. And the people that claim to be our friends, I'm talking about these ADL-like people, we come to find out that they own the property of the house that we was hiding in the attic in, the plantation. (laughs) So watch this, family. You're going to find some real interesting parallels in this. Again, it's the origin of the ADL from Zero Head. Here's what they say. Uh, as Zero Heads reported yesterday, Elon Musk has threatened to sue the ADL for defamation. The ADL describes its mission this way, to stop the defamation of the Jewish people and to secure justice and fair treatment to all. But as Zero Heads noted in yesterday's article, Jews such as Chaya Rachik, Chaya Rachik, who runs Lives of Tip TikTok, okay, 
have found themselves in the ADL sites as well. How about that? I've heard of Liz of TikTok because they've been trying to get them kicked off the platform for twice, quite some time now and haven't been able to. Okay. And they mad at them, but I didn't know uh, the little white girl that runs the lives of TikTok is Jewish. You, you can't make this up. So of course, like Elon Musk, who also comes from Jewish lineage, it's kind of difficult for you to be calling all these Jews anti-Semites. They go on to say, the case that sparked the growth of the ADL is instructive. So now they want to get into how the ADL started. And here's what they say. Leo Frank, who was Jewish, was the manager of a pencil factory in Georgia where a 13-year-old employee named Mary Fagan was found strangled to death. Frank was tried and found guilty and sentenced to death. After numerous appeals, the governor of Georgia commuted Frank's sentence to life imprisonment. After that, a group of outraged Georgians broke Frank out of prison and lynched him. Now, they left out a big piece of that story in that it was the black man who was the original scapegoat for Leo, Leo Frank. Okay, killing the little white girl. And somebody decided to do some more investigation, and they found out that Leo Frank, the evidence was pointing to him. Okay, but they were going to let the black man fry for old Leo. It didn't quite work out for him. Anyway, they go on here to say last month, the ADL commemorated the anniversary of Frank's death uh, with a post quoted below. They say this community note rep represents quite a conundrum for the ADL. Make it disappear, and they fuel the trope that Jews control the media. They say one of Elon Musk's innovations was adding community notes to posts on X where designated users can offer actual corrections to tweets. A community note questioned the ADL's use of, quote, unjustly convicted, unquote, noting that there was copious evidence at the time of Frank's guilt. It appears the ADL made that note disappear. Then they go and ask the question, was Frank guilty? They say Ron Oons, himself Jewish, so all the people in this article so far, family, are all Jewish. Musk, the ADL, the little girl from the lives of TikTok, uh, and Ron Oons, U-N-Z, himself Jewish, addressed that question on his site. His short answer was yes, but below is a brief excerpt 
elaborating on that answer. In other words, Ron Oons took a look at the situation with old Leo Frank and came to the conclusion that Frank was as guilty as hell. Okay? They say, after mentioning a commemoration of the centennial of the ADL's founding, Oons writes, Frank's name is only half remembered from my introductory history textbooks as one of the most notable early KKK victims in the fiercely anti-Semitic Deep South. However, not long before that piece on the ADL, I'd read Albert Lindemann's The Jew Accused, okay, a study that he did. And the Frank case exploded all my preconceptions. So now here comes Albert Lindemann a hundred years later or somewhere there's about. He takes a look at the Frank case and he points out some things that are consistent with Frank being a pedophile and a killer. Okay? Unlike with the ADL who was founded based on uh, Oleo, uh, they've been running game on people saying that he was unjustly accused. So Lindemann writes, did you accuse? Here's what he says. Lindemann demonstrated that there was no evidence of any anti-Semitism behind Frank's arrest and conviction. With Jews constituting a highly valued element of the affluent Atlanta society of the day and no references to Frank's Jewish background appearing in the media prior to the trial. Indeed, five of the grand jurors who voted to indict Frank for murder were themselves Jewish and none of them ever voiced regret over their decision. Support for Frank seems to have been strongest among Jews from New York and weakest among Atlanta Jews. Well, why would that be? Because Atlanta was known as, like New Orleans, was known particularly for its plantations, right? Which were primarily controlled by Jews. Family. And when people decide to take an honest look at the Civil War as opposed to a biased look from either side, okay, <clears throat> they're going to find something quite interesting family. One of the things that they're going to find, I'm not going to mention just yet, but we're going to come up on it here in, in a minute. All right? So now, they're going to say, furthermore, although Lindemann followed secondary sources he relied upon in declaring that Frank was innocent, the fact that he recounted 
led to the opposite conclusion to suggest strong evidence of Frank's guilt. When I recently read Linderman's longest study on anti-Semitism called Esau's Tears, I noticed his treatment of Frank no longer made any such claim of innocence. Ooms, Gus is the other main suspect, a black janitor at the factory. And for white Southerners 110 years ago to convict Frank instead of a black man suggests they weren't motivated by bias. If the South, listen to this family, because some of us have observed this as well. If the South had been a hotbed of anti-Semitism, the Confederacy wouldn't have had a Jewish man, Judah P. Benjamin, as its Secretary of War. How does that strike you? Because the Civil War wasn't about freeing black folk. Not at all. It was an economic struggle. All right? Because them people that ran them plantations wanted to keep everything the way it was because that basically was their livelihood. And Lincoln wasn't necessarily against that. All right? But if my history... And my memory serves me correct. I believe, uh, I don't want to say this absolutely, so I'm not going to say it about Judah Benjamin and his relationship to uh, the assassination of whom Trump's family has direct connections to, to Abraham Lincoln. All right, they will... They were made like uh, ambassadors to some European country. And don't ask me which country it is. You go back and check the archives. It's all in there. Okay? But how is it that this racist confederacy has as its secretary of war a Jewish man? They go on to say, Every time the ADL mentions the Frank case, it generates hostile commentary. So why does the ADL do it? Here's the theory. To generate hostile commentary so they can use that to argue for more censorship. And that's what you see playing out right now, family. It's a scam. The Southern Poverty Law Center does the same thing. I've seen that in many other articles. They scream racism and anti-Semitism as a means for them to get some funds. They raise money off of it. Now, who else did that and built them a powerful little organization? Couldn't it be Jesse Jackson, could it? 
where he was strong arm the corporate the corporations and say y'all ain't got no niggas working here. So we want two million and twelve jobs for our niggas. Or could it be our charlatan? Maybe we could ask Orange Man, since Orange Man contributed mightily to both of them. And they was loving it. Let's go on. The second article I saw today, the ADL has lost its way. CEO claims Musk is inciting violence against Jewish people by criticizing us. Now, that sounds like these woke people, that's not by accident. It's all by design. Okay? That's why sometimes we must understand the connection between who is printing the vast majority of the books in the school system and then look at who's running the school system. And I give you one guess what you're going to run into. Okay? So these woke folk can run around out here talking about you in their space, all right, and that your words are hurtful to them, but they can call you everything up under the sun, all right, and it's not supposed to be hurtful to you. They say when you respond to their insanity, that's creating an environment of violence on them without being able to show you where all this damn violence is being inflicted on them. They don't have to. All they have to do is feel it. Here's what they say in the article. The Musk versus ADL battle escalated further this morning with the Twitter owner highlighting a new article from Newsweek. Quote, the ADL taught me that nasty grams from Jew haters were just the price we pay for liberty, worthy of being filed and forgotten, unquote, writes Ron Coleman in an op-ed in Newsweek. Quote, this is not Weimar Germany. It's America. We have a First Amendment. We have civil rights. We have a working democracy. This is part of the good we've done. But, Coleman explains, the ADL no longer believes this. It has become part of a great online censorship machine that's being exposed day after day as an anti-free speech enterprise. The following clip suggests just that. Okay? And it points out that in this hidden camera uh, clip, I, Cal Undercover, caught the ADL discussing how they attempt to influence Elon Musk to pick and choose who they want to be banned from his platform. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. As Coleman concludes, quote, the ADL's efforts to censor Twitter Firms what we've known for years. Not only is today's ADL not doing the world some good, it's doing something very much worse. How much longer will we be allowed to say so?
As InformationLiberation.com's Chris Menahan de- detailed earlier, Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenblatt on Tuesday responded to Twitter owner Elon Musk's claims of their aggressive pro-censorship ad boycott campaign by accusing him of engaging with a highly toxic anti-Semitic campaign which will incite violence against Jewish people. Okay? From Haaretz, quote, and Haaretz is a very prominent Jewish newspaper. So from that... Did you tell us did you tell us where that article we we read from? Yes, I said uh, from today, uh, the first two articles that I'm quoting from come from Zero Hedge. Oh, they both come from Zero okay. right. Yeah, so you can go up there right now and pull them down if you choose to. Okay? Let me give you the title again for the second article. Uh, the ADL has lost its way. CEO claims Musk is inciting violence against Jewish people by criticizing us. So don't you dare criticize these chosen people who got all the money and trying to run uh, anybody that don't accept uh, their form of human uh, humanity as being anti-Semite. You don't take my word for it? Ask Kanye. So Haaretz writes this article. Quote, ADL hits back at Elon Musk for engaging with highly toxic anti-Semitic campaign, unquote. Here's what they say. Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenblatt on Tuesday issued his first public comments after an anti-Semitic social media campaign spearheaded by ex-chairman Elon Musk targeted his organization. Quote, it's profoundly disturbing that Elon Musk spent the weekend engaging with a highly toxic anti-Semitic campaign on this platform, a campaign started by an unrepentant bigot that then was heavily promoted by individuals such as white supremacist Nick Fuentes, Christian nationalist Andrew Torba. Notice they give them all these surnames or surtitles before they even mention their names, right? So they already want you to view these people with preconceived notions. White supremacists, Christian nationalists, and of course, conspiracy theorists, Alex Jones and others, Greenblatt said. Musk himself against allegations of anti-Semitism, all while he and several of his prominent far-right supporters accused the ADL of fomenting anti-Semitism in an act of explicit victim-blaming. Must further threaten to take legal action against the Jewish anti-discrimination organization, accusing it of being behind the company's $22 billion drop in value after advertisers fled in mass over the proliferation of hate speech, which we told you is another fake Jewish construct. There's no such thing as hate speech. Okay. You either got free speech or you don't, and they know it. So as long as they strong-arming people, they don't have to define what it is because there is no definition for hate speech. It's all relative to who you are because when I hear these people claiming to be 
God's chosen people, that's telling me that they hate me from my perspective. This is what Kanye was saying, right? So, again, uh, where you stand depends on where you sit. Okay? So now, they running game on Elon Musk because they pissed off that he busted them, basically taking, censoring people without any justification for it. Okay? All in the Twitter file. So what does Elon do? He said, oh, okay, no problem. We're going to release the ADL stuff from the Twitter file because he holding back big time. All right? Now, that's going to be something really interesting to see because what you're going to see is the ADL working in conjunction with the FBI and the CIA to censor anything it ain't got to be nothing having to do with no anti-Semitism, okay? has everything to do with the reach of the people that they censor. That's why they want to get rid of lives of TikTok. Because I, as I understand it, they have a huge reach. A lot of people follow them in the millions. And it just happens to be run by a little Jewish girl. Anyway, they say, Greenblatt noted that the campaign manifested in the real world when masked men marched in Florida on Saturday, brazenly waving flags adorned with swastikas and chanting, ban the ADL. And I can tell you this right now, family, without even having looked at anything having to do with these guys that marched in masks in Florida in the middle of summer. claiming to be Nazis. I guarantee you they work for the feds or the ADL, which is pretty much the same thing. Because as we told you, the ADL took over for COINTELPRO that specifically targeted, killed, and imprisoned black people. And we got these niggas running around out here today like Al Charlatan, who allegedly was attacked by the ADL in the 90s, is now working with him, should I say hand in fist or mouth on penis? Either way, it comes out to the same thing. Okay? Now, they say, but to be clear, the real issue is neither ADL nor the threat of, of a frivolous lawsuit. This urgent matter is the safety of the Jewish people in the face of increasing, intensifying anti-Semitism. But they can't show you where it manifested. Okay? It's all based on feelings. They feel insecure and scared. Well, how are you going to feel when the evidence comes out about who blew up the World Trade Center? Who killed Kennedy? 
Let me go on. The ADL CEO charged Musk with engaging with and elevating these anti-Semites at a time of unprecedented spikes in anti-Semitism targeting Jewish institutions and private residential communities. Where, where is it, family? If you know where this stuff exists, would you put it in the chat room so I can take a look? Quote, and so this behavior is not just alarming nor reckless. It's flat-out dangerous and deeply irresponsible. We need responsible leaders to lead, to stop inflaming hatred, and to step back from the brink before it's too late. Greenblatt added, no, they're the ones who stoke the hatred, as you will soon see here in one second. Musk can probably add this inflammatory rhetoric to his lawsuit against the ADL, without a doubt. The time when the most unprecedented spikes in anti-Semitism targeting Jewish institutions occurred was in 2017 after Trump's election, when over 245 bomb threats were called into the Jewish community centers throughout America. We in 2023 now. The ADL used the threat to harangue Trump for emboldening anti-Semites. And legislation was passed as a result of the lobbying from the ADL to increase funding and security grants to Jewish groups, one of the Achilles heels of Orange Man. Okay? Uh but he grew up and did his business in New York. So there's no way in hell he don't know what he's dealing with. He knows. Personally, I think he was pitting one group of Jewish people against the other because those are the two power dynamics. Okay? Thoroughly disagrees with what he did in Israel. Okay, so let's go on. Remember now, 245 bomb threats in 2017. It turned out nearly all of the JCC bomb threats were carried out by 18-year-old Israeli-American Michael Ron David Kadar, found to have a Bitcoin wallet worth millions of shekels, and then they got in parenthesis, a few copycat threats were called in by African-American Juan Thompson. Kadar was found guilty in Israel in June 2018 for the bomb threats and sentenced to 10 years in prison. Now, family, how many times have you heard this exact same scenario repeat itself? Okay. Some even with us, with black folk running around talking about they were the victims of a lynching in downtown Chicago at 3 o'clock in the morning in sub-zero temperatures. Campuses being inundated with so-called anti-Jewish uh, symbolism only to find out that it was a Jewish person that did it. 
some young black girl or guy on the college campus claiming that they were victims of racism, only to find out that it was all made up by them. We've all seen these stories over and over. All right? I can take you back, and we did, in white supremacy and blackface. Oh, the guy's name is is escaping me now. Okay? But he was just like this dude, Kadar. And then he broke away from the ADL because he was a plant uh, in the John Birch Society. Then he uh, broke away from the ADL as a spy for uh, in the John Birch Society and formed his own organization. Uh, his name is, is escaping me now. Okay? But he was very prominent back in the 80s until he got introduced to heavy metal. And these incidents of Jews... Uh, claiming to be something other than what they are, like Arabs or whatever, has been going on for a long time. Okay? Now, they go on to say, in 2019, evidence was dug up by geneticist Franklin Stahl of the National Academy of Science suggesting that Qadar's Israeli mother Dr. Tamar Kadar, a chemical weapons researcher at the Mossad-operated Israeli Institute for Biological Research, may have been the real culprit behind the cause, the bomb threat. Okay? She works as a biochemical researcher for the Mossad, Israeli intelligence. Stahl reported that Kadar, who was actually 27 and not 18, was nothing more than a fall guy. Kadar appears to have been freed from prison by Israel and allowed to travel back to America only to be arrested and jailed on a weapons charge in Illinois. Ah, uh, you can't make this up, family. Kadar's story fell off the map after it was uncritically reported in 2017, and the ADL refused to remove his hoax calls from their list of anti-Semitic incidents for 2017. The ADL never apologized to Trump or his supporters for smearing them, for inciting these hoax bomb threats, and never gave back the money that they got from Congress. Quote, the new information does not change our view that the bomb threats against Jewish institutions were anti-Semitic and harmful to the communities targeted, the ADL said. Unquote. Quote, no matter who placed the calls, or why the calls were placed, the outcome was the same. They instilled fear and disrupted communities across the country, unquote. Well, I suggest 
that you get your people in order and stop having them running around out here like Leo Frank want to blame the black man perpetrating the fraud. Or as Jack Brickhouse used to say when I was a young kid and, and a crazy Cub fan, you can't be fun at the old ballpark. <laughs> okay, family, let's wrap it up. This one last article again from Zero Heads. Mm-hmm. Zero yeah. Heads was jamming today. Go ahead, Bear. No, I'm just listening. Okay. Here's the title of the article. No choice must threaten suit against ADL blames activists for most of X's revenue loss. This is what he's really suing them for because they basically are trying to cancel him because they're the same as these woke people. Remember, you're talking about the real system of white supremacy here. Okay? Keep that in mind. Don't remove that from your mind. Okay? They say Elon Musk is threatened to ban the ADL from his platform. Man, I'd love to see that. Okay? Because they were the ones when, uh, uh, what's the guy's name, Bev, that, uh, that owned Twitter? Oh, yeah, the, the tall little- guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the gay guy. I forgot his name. Wasn't he friends with, with uh, Musk? Wasn't they friends? Yeah. Yes. They still are. Uh, Jack Smith. Thank you, uh, chat room. No, that's not his name. That's not Jack Smith? No. Oh. Jack Dorsey. Oh, Jack Dorsey. Okay. Thank you, chat room, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that was close. Thank you, chat. Uh, yeah. Uh, the ADL basically uh, had him over a barrel. He was doing everything they wanted him to. All that's going to be shown, even more is going to be shown uh, when Elon Musk releases uh, the files exclusively dealing with the ADL and what they were doing. This is going to be glorious, family, because they're not going to be able to get out from under that. And this is for the first time where actually black people had them on the ropes in the 90s, and they went and got their Negroes, all right, who basically throw cold water on the whole thing and went back into their holes once the ADL got off the hook. Wouldn't it be something if the ADL gets deplatformed? Because Musk added that he had no choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the advocacy group, which called for a pause on ad spending on the social network. The group alleges that Musk failed to clamp down on hate speech, allowing disinformation to proliferate. It was revealed that the ADL has put pressure on X to deplatform popular anti-woke lives of TikTok, which is run by a conservative Jewish woman, Chaya Rachik. They say 
the hashtag ban the ADL began circulating after a meeting between ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt and X's new CEO, Linda Yaccarino. Okay? They say the hashtag was condemned by Israel's foreign ministry. Okay? While this recent campaign has been amplified by so-called right-wing social media accounts, uh, parenthesis translation, non-mainstream narrative spewers, regular people who are looking at what's going on. And anybody that ain't with them is, of course, automatically right-wing racist Christians. Progressive organizations and Palestinian activists have for years raised concerns about the ADL and its efforts to undermine social justice movements in the U.S. So what did they do? They created a fake one called Black Lives Matter. Who want to run around here and talk about slavery, but don't want to tell you who financed it, who benefited from it. You don't dare bite the hand that feeds you. Okay? They say, news of a potential lawsuit comes after news broke that X is still down around 60% in U.S. ad revenue as the ADL continues to put pressure on his ad- advertisers to avoid the social media platform. Why? Because he's advocating that people have free speech, something that the Constitution, that the ADL is trying to remove. That's why they don't want people putting the truth on that platform, because they are the exact opposite of the truth. Going all the way back to its founding, falsely accused Leo Frank. the child pedophile murderer. Okay? They say, the pressure group Stop Hate for Profit, which includes the ADL, called on advertisers to, quote, pause their spending globally, unquote, and claim, quote, hate speech and disinformation have proliferated, unquote, on the app since must take over. Again, there's no such thing as hate speech. doesn't exist in no court, and ain't nobody going to ever be convicted of it because it doesn't exist. And what is disinformation? Well, pretty much, uh, you could just put the Biden administration up there as an example because there's nobody in the history of this country that has engaged in disinformation like the Biden administration. That's in the history of this country. Everything come out this dude's mouth is a lie. And even Democrats are admitting it now because they, they got to get rid of him now. So anyway, they say it wouldn't be the first time that the ADL was sued for defamation. Okay. Musk also shared an article questioning the ADL's bias. Musk suggested that X will expose the Twitter file-esque the ADL's request to ban and censor X accounts it deems anti-Semitic next week. Quote, a giant 
data dump would clear the air, unquote. This is what Elon Musk said. <laughs> they can't stand it, family. They can't stand for that to happen because they got nowhere to hide. Because like most other things, they never expected that Elon Musk, nor did anybody else, would buy Twitter. Okay? So Elon says this. We need a full list of which organizations, I'm sorry, this is the lives of TikTok. They say we need a full list of which organizations pushed for censorship and which accounts were affected. Things are about to get wild. They say Musk made it clear where he stands. This is what he said. I'm pro-free speech, but against anti-Semitism of any kind. And does no one remember what he told David Faber about his attitude to, quote, being able to say what he likes, unquote? Here's ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt in 2016 sounding just like Elon Musk on free speech in 2016. He claimed his only concern was violent threats, but as soon as the ADL uh, got an end to the big tech company, they disregarded free speech and began pushing the most extreme censorship. What happened in 2016 that prompted him to abandon these morals in favor of the most extreme censorship? That's anybody's guess. Uh, it's my guess that it was power, okay? Greenblatt was fussed for free speech in 2016. But in 2023, he's an extremist on speech. All right? Let me get a drink here, family. Drinking this tea to clear my throat. Because yeah. now that's the ADL little piece. Do you understand now, family, that you in, you in trouble, nigga. Here's further evidence to show you, and this is for my brother that locked us out of his building. Is there too much noise there? No, you're good. You're good. Okay, excellent. King Charles and the globalists set a meeting for September at which they will plot how to accelerate goals of the UN Agenda 2030 and the complete digitization of humanity. King Charles and the globalists set meeting for September where they will plot how to accelerate goals of UN Agenda 2030 and the complete digitization of humanity. This is from 
Leo Homan, L-E-O-H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Leo Homan, all one word, dot com. Drop yourselves in, family. Here's what they say. The World Economic Forum and United Nations are so concerned that the goals of the 2030 Sustainable Development and the Great Reset, uh, also known as the One World Beast System, are in jeopardy of not being fulfilled by the appointed date that they call for a summit in September to discuss how they can kickstart their stalled totalitarian agenda. What month are we in, Bear? September. And what's the date today? Today is the 6th. September 6th. Okay. They say the September 18th and 19th summit in New York will mark the beginning of a new phase of accelerated progress towards the sustainable development goals. The World Economic Forum, founded in 1971 by German economist Klaus Schwab under the tutelage of Henry Kissinger, has said for years that by 2030 the people of the world will own nothing, that they will have no privacy, but they will somehow learn to like their evolving state of digital slavery. You will be living in a tiny apartment in a so-called smart city where almost no one works, sitting back playing video games, enjoying a universal basic income check from the government. The smart home situated inside smart cities will be powered by artificial intelligence, all-knowing force with a watchful eye on everyone's activities, movements, even their thoughts. People will willingly eat bugs and artificial lab-grown meat as their source of protein in a universal effort to help the earth heal itself through carbon neutrality. Family, when you go back and you read the Club of Rome, all right, one of the things that will jump out at you is they make it quite clear in those early documents from the 60s, problem with the planet is humans. Humans are the problem. Therefore, they must be removed off the planet. They don't even have it. Okay? Because with all these uh, carbon units walking around on the planet, uh, breathing carbon, uh, that's not sustainable. So now watch this, family, because now you know why they gave particularly, specifically black women as much birth control during the same period of time as they could. Because prior to that, you had to buy them. And black women, particularly those on welfare, couldn't afford it. So here they come to your rescue. 
They're going to give you all the birth control you can handle by the late 1960s. Because behind all of this is the UN eugenics policies. And then, of course, as we've enunciated many times, black women begin to have all kind of female problems. And those who were able to work around it, they gave them free health care once they annihilated the Panthers. They gave them free, not free health care, but um, free child care. And put them to work, making little or nothing. But that didn't matter. As long as they were able to get out that house where they ain't got their legs up uh, and having no babies, it was all good. Okay? And those that didn't work them jobs, they put them in colleges and universities and gave them fake degrees and told them that you done made it now. So 10 years after that, by the late 1970s, early 1980s, you got a different black woman out here because the whole thing has been lock up the men and tell the women you don't need them. And that message was being powered by black and Jewish lesbians, right, in the so-called women's movement that would take over. It's real talk, family. So by the early 1980s, the black women then bought it. They brought in Oprah to give you an example, a closet lesbian, to give you an example of what you're supposed to be like. And before you know it, you got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. All right? Oh, they slick with it, family. They're very slick with it. But it's hard to outslick the slicker. Let me keep going. They say, never mind that in a world free of carbon, no plant life will be able to sustain itself, and famine will claim the lives of millions. Did you notice, family, back in the 70s and 80s, all you could hear about was planting trees all over the damn place. Right? Here we are now, and Bill Gates is running around talking about we need to cut down as many trees as possible. While he block out the rays of the sun and putting all kind of uh, metals in the atmosphere. Okay? Uh, shutting down food plants. And telling you, don't worry about it, we got it, we got you some lab-grown meat. Now watch this, family. Uh, Ten years down the road, they're going to find out that there's a large number of people, or significant number of people, they got feet growing out of their forehead. Okay? Big old foot growing out your forehead, and they don't know where it comes from, but it just happens to coincide with the mass introduction of so-called lab-grown meat. Some people will buy into it because they just feel like they just want to make some money. 
They don't give a damn if people running around out here growing feet out their forehead. They made money off of it. Okay? Until they love one come to them and tell them, I got a, a big toe growing out of my head right now. I think I done come down with a foot growing out of my forehead-itis. Let me go on. They say there will be a life-saving vaccine for literally, literally every form of sickness, and there will be plenty of that as people submit to demands that they replace their natural human immune system with a man-made one powered by synthetic mRNA that takes over one's body and completely changes its DNA. You are no longer human. You are transhuman, meaning you are transitioning or evolving into a higher life form that is part human and part machine. Humans will finally be able to direct their own evolution through advances in technology, says Schwab's chief advisor, the Israeli historian Yuval Noah Harari. In the wake of the COVID pandemic in 2020, Schwab and the World Economic Forum released a new book and agenda, which they branded The Great Reset, where they saw this massive crisis as a narrow window of opportunity to radically transform the world from physical, tangible, to virtual and digital. Can you dig it, Digit? Everything in this new world is connected. Every appliance, every vehicle, every highway and light post, every home, everybody. Hence, the call for not only an Internet of Things, but an Internet of Bodies, family. And that's why they want to get that black substance, family, that we call Venom. Check out the movie Venom. This black alien substance in your body that's creating alternative uh, uh uh, artery systems in your body, they call them blood clots. They're killing the hell out of the people, not everybody. Uh, and then it's going to produce artificial organs to mimic all your organs. That's why earlier in the piece, they said that you are no longer going to be human. you transitioning or evolving into part human, part machine. Well, how does that happen? And all you did was take some mRNA. Because the mRNA is the technology that's uh, putting the artificial construct, the machinery, into you. And that is why. They just passed the law. Well, I don't know if it's passed, but they a law last week that they're going to put the mRNA in pork and um, the pig. Yes, everything that they can put it in, okay? Yeah. And you'll know when you got it in you because all you got to do is go into your kitchen 
and get a fork or a spoon or a knife and hold it up to your arm where you got the shot. And if it stick to your ass, you're in trouble. Remember, Bev, people were all over the Internet smiling and grinning because they got their silverware sticking to them. Right? After they got the venom. What they didn't understand was now you become part of what's called the Internet of Bodies. So now when they want to remove you based on your behavior, the AI systems can automatically turn your ass off. You'll be the last one to know what hit you. The 5G, 6G, 7G, 8G, 9G, 10G. You understand, G? Now you oh, become they got in those G's. They got those G's in the in the tel- in the cell phone. The five yes. G, the, the new yes. iPhone, and yeah. Yes, we told you that the phones are going to and are already connecting to your seven seals, your chakra system. Okay, and it's programming you even while you sleep. Now that don't go for everybody. All right, but it goes for significant numbers of people, which again allows for an explanation why people's behavior is so strange today. Because the thing about being programmed with this kind of stuff is you'll deny it because you don't really feel any different. You'll say you ain't programmed, and those are the very people that are programmed. That's how it works. That's why we always point out that behavior is the best indicator. And you can't look at the behavior of people today. I don't care when you was born. If you just take a look back on even on TV, you can see that the behavior today is just absolutely horrendous. Okay? That's across the board. Dr. X. I just want to tell the listeners that we're going to the telephone in six minutes. We're going wow. off the Internet, and the number is 323-642-1586 if you want to hear the last hour of the show. If you want to call in, you can call in, push the number one uh, if you have a question or a comment. Okay. And Dr. Robert X do have a GoFundMe. So uh, his, his uh, GoFundMe page is on the Truth to Power page. Do send a donation. He, he's doing the research. He's giving you uh, the research. He's making you aware of what's going on. So please send a donation. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, family. So I'm going to finish this article, Bear, because i got about three more pages, and then we can let the family in. So I'm going to try to go through this as quick, quick as possible. Man, this time just flies. They say, as Arari stated, the surveillance that humans fully accepted as part of their new normal during the pandemic will soon make the next great leap. He predicted when it comes to surveillance, now it's going under the skin. They say, 
But it's more than just the United Nations and the World Economic Forum who are behind the Great Reset of Humanity and the pressure to change the way we live, forcing us into what they call a higher state of consciousness in which, aided by artificial intelligence, we come into harmony and balance. Now, if you think these people are doing this for your benefit, man, stay as far away from me as you possibly can because you're dangerous, okay? They want to give you a higher state of consciousness? I don't think so. Anyway, they say with nature, uh, as this, as stated on the Georgia Guidestones Monument, one of the biggest pushes of this dystopian vision is His Royal Highness King Charles, whose coronation will take place on May the 6th. When Charles talks about the Great Reset and the goals of the UN, it sounds more like a religion than anything else. Earth worship. He beckons us to follow his lead into this new religion. While he claims to be a Christian, he never mentions the Bible, God the Father, or Jesus Christ, the one who has the desire to save not the earth, but the souls of those who inhabit the earth. The Luciferians believe that they can create their own version of heaven on earth without the God of the Bible, and this is the greatest deception they dangle in front of weak human beings. King Charles has his own page on the World Economic Forum website in which he outlines the 10 actions we must take to drive the green recovery. These 10 actions are truly frightening. Were they ever to be fully implemented as they would allow for basically no freedom in a top-down dictatorship that decides for us how all our resources are to be allocated and used. Take, for example, number four on the list, that where he calls for what sounds like the formation of the sustainability police, given the power to enforce sustainability compliance with one world standard set by the Paris Agreement. He writes, uh, number four, rigorously work towards the provision of reliable data and actively advance the adoption of common metrics and standards, as, for example, the IBC scorecard, okay? Uh, that's the basic, basic income thing, family. In order to allow more informed assessments of sustainability compliance and opportunities for improvement, in particular with regard to alignment with the Paris Agreement. Remember, family, Orange Man told them to take their Paris Agreement and stick it. Okay? They say it's now time, it's, it's time now to move toward unified metrics and global standards to encourage accelerated progress from benchmarking. And what about those of us who refuse to comply with these global standards? it will no doubt be off to the gulag or maybe even off with our heads. But progress toward this supposedly new and better world that Charles talks about is not moving fast enough to meet his expectations in the expectations of the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Harari, Bill Gates, Larry Fink, 
and George Soros. Guess what, family? You know what links all them people there together? They all Jewish. Every single one of them. Okay? So they say, and George Soros and the rest of the Luciferians who've managed to place their minions in key positions of power throughout our institutions. They say last week, the World Economic Forum released a post saying that, quote, civic participation is key to meeting UN sustainability targets, unquote, to fulfill the goals of Agenda 2030. So they wrote that, quote, attacks on civil society and civil freedoms threaten to unravel achievements in meeting the UN Sustainable Development Goals. They are weakening action to tackle economic inequality, gender imbalances, corruption, and environmental degradation, unquote. So they have planned a special 2023 Sustainable Development Goals Summit for September 18th and 19th in New York, where they will discuss the world's shortcomings in meeting their 17 Sustainable Development Goals, calling the forum enormously significant as a select group of world leaders are expected to be in attendance. According to the UN website, quote, they will carry out a comprehensive review of the state of the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, re uh, respond to the impact of multiple and interlocking crises facing the world, and provide high-level political guidance on transformative and accelerated actions leading up to the target year 2030 for achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. They say the timing of this meeting may be significant. What other manufactured crisis could be on us by mid-September? Mid well, according to Alex Jones, that's when they're going to try another lockdown, okay, based on more fake COVID by mid-September, okay? They say, could it be World War III, food shortages and famine? Civil unrest? It really is amusing listening to the globalists drone on about the world's problems and how their solutions would take into account everyone's best interests. Gender imbalances. These are the same people encouraging young children to be confused about what their gender even is. Environmental degradation? These are the folks who want all vehicles, all appliances, all lawn and garden tools everything to run off uh, power generated by the electric grid, which cannot even sustain the current level of power needs, let alone if we all traded our gas-powered cars, gas stoves, leaf blowers, tractors, mowers, chainsaws, etc., for electric ones. And where do they plan on putting the, those toxic solar panels and lithium batteries after they outlive their useful life? What about those wind turbines that are killing birds and sea life? So don't tell us about civic participation and sustainability and how you would give us a better world and all of the other lies. The globalists care about one thing, domination. 
control. They will do anything, tell any lie to achieve it. And they wonder why there's been a breach of trust, why people around the world have had enough of the incessant lies, manufactured crises, arrogance, and intolerance of dissenting views that come down from the globalists and their elitist institutions. Now we're getting into the good part, family. All right? That's from Leo Lohman. I'm sorry. Uh, Leo Homan. All right. Excellent, excellent article. Uh, direct and to the point, pointing out that the UN is the foundation because the World Economic Forum basically comes up out of it. It doesn't come about the World Economic Forum. Okay? The UN is a very, very dangerous place. And that's why we point out that every African that went African leader that went to the United Nations was either murdered or overthrown. Okay? Anybody that disagree with them, that's the last place you want to be. Even Gaddafi went there and made a speech. Then you know they were sodomizing him and assassinating him. So let me ask you, family. You in, nigga? Trouble. And with that, Bear, we can let the family come in and I'm going to shut up. Okay. All righty. Uh, let's see. Let me, uh, okay, who is this? 708-837. Seven zero eight eight three seven. Do you have your mute on? Okay, I'm moving. I'm moving on. Okay, we had the general. General, you're on. Okay, how y'all hear me? How y'all hear me? We hear you. We hear you good. Yes, sir. Good subject tonight, man. Before I get to this UN and the fake meat, uh, I, hey, babe, I sent you about my sister Gloria. She ain't no joke, y'all. She just touched a little bit on what she's doing, y'all. I'm telling y'all, man, she the real truth. She don't just well, be she... talking about it. She be about it, Sister Bell. I'm telling y'all, man, the stuff she be doing, man, she be blowing my mind. I, she take my ADD right out of my head, man. She be telling me shit she doing, man. I'm telling y'all, man. Hey, it's a well, fact. She, she knows she man. got a platform. She knows she can always yeah. come on. We open. Mm-hmm. And I, I sent a page. She didn't tell y'all, but she takes the donations. Uh, uh, donations. So I sent it to okay. you, Bev, and I wish you put it in okay. the chat room. It's from $10 on up. Uh, you can just send her a dollar, man. She is not no joke, y'all. I'm telling y'all, man. She don't talk about it. She be about it. She scared the hell out of me inside, man. She scared the hell out of me, bro. I mean, she talked shit to folk, man. And she, hey, she ain't nothing but four foot nut, man. Four foot nut, man. I say, what you doing? You four foot nut, man. So I, I, we got to send our prayer that she be covered, man. Because she ain't no joke, man. I'm telling y'all, man. Ooh. But anyway, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. The stuff she tell me, man. And y'all think she told y'all some shit? Hey, 
you is not you the real truth, man. I just put it that way. I ain't gonna tell everything what you ain't no joke, man. You scared the hell out of me. But get back to this uh USA, man. They uh I think it's, they had a fake uh factory, meat factory somewhere in France and the people burned that shit down, man. I forget yep. the country it was. The people say, Hell no, you can't come here with that and they burned it down to the ground. And Sister Bev, you're right, man. They're shooting up all the animals, man. And the animals y'all eat are eating the fruits and the vegetables, man. They're shooting them up with that bullshit, man. That is yeah, they are. going to take God Almighty to stop this, man. And, and Bill Gates. Oh, yeah, yeah, I told y'all, your boy Hunter going to jail, man. What you talking about, Tyrone Biggins? He's going to get a How DC now. Maybe they'll lock his ass up. How much you want to bet? Right. I bet you a uh, nickel. Well, you gonna get close, man. I don't like to bet, man, cause I I, I try to stay away from gambling, man. Cause I, uh, but anyway, <laughs> you, uh, you think, I think he's going to jail, man. And Biden gonna fall out. Uh, they gonna shut him down. He already did, man. They just got his his, his double in there, man. And you right, uh, how they shut people down with that with that uh uh uh, uh snake venom. Y'all just see the perfect example. They shut Mitch McConnell down, man. They shut his ass, put him in some spin animation, man. So this hmm? shit ain't no joke, man. Mitch McConnell, do you see? Mitch McConnell, do you see when they shut his ass down, oh. put him on mute? Yeah, he said they put him on mute, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they mute his ass. They mute his ass. <laughs> Twice, man. And then uh, you was right about food, man. He did take out Elmer Fudd, man. That, yep. that dude, uh, Pook, Elmer Ford, he took him out, man. Putin ain't no joke, man. That's why when uh, so-called Biden and all them, what are they blinking over there? They take the train in, man. They say, hell no, they ain't going to be flying around Russia with Putin, man. He's like the motherfuckers out, man. Putin ain't no joke, man. <laughs> no. They want to try to move the war from uh-huh. Ukraine to Poland so they mm-hmm. can get, bring NATO in and they can get their ass further whooped. Okay, but that's yep. gonna be yep. into so-called World War Three. Yep, and this stuff crazy, man. Did y'all see the video how that dude got out of prison, man, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Did y'all see that? I'm gonna send it to you, man. How that how that dude got out of prison? That dude did some Bruce Lee Houdini shit, man. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to y'all, man. Huh? What he do? Squeeze through the bars? You're going to see it, man. He did some Bruce Lee shit, man. And then, I, and then he turned to Houdini, man. I'm going to send it to y'all, man. Oh, okay. Man. <laughs> it's a funny man, man. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man. This just right here what we living in now, man. This shit is fun. You just got to stay away from all the fools and the clouds and all the snakes. Turning people into snakes and shit, man. People acting like snakes, man. You hear the man, they start hissing and shit, bro. <laughs> it's insane, oh, It's a funny it's shit, man. I ain't lying, man. I ain't, I ain't, this is a funny time to be alive, man. To see all this crazy shit going day after day after day, man. What they did is, when, uh, when them boys did his uh, uh, Charlottesville, what they say? The Jews would not replace us, right? They were talk, really talking about for us, man. The Jews would not replace us. Remember that? Yes, I do. Totally run and, by the CIA. Yes, sir. Not yes, by sir, just man. the CIA. 
the CIA station, one of the CIA station chiefs in Africa did all mm-hmm. the filming. Yes, sir, man. I, hey, it's, it did that sister that's uh, in charge of uh, the UN. She over in Sudan now, man, where they, they got the, our people fighting. I wish they cut that shit out for fighting amongst themselves, man. So uh, if you, just uh, because uh, they black, don't mean they uh, are people. Well, you know, I hear you, bro. You, especially with all the snake venom and stuff, you gotta. I, I use the thing of discernment to test people, see if they're real or they fake, man. And yeah, with this, right. this venom, man, with this venom, man, it's an operating system, man. Okay, when that, once they can see all these different uh, uh, shots got different lot numbers, man. And so yep. everybody, and, and it's so many children and die athletes, man. Yep. Twenty years old, just dropping dead, man. And the media still can't see any of this that's going on. Wow, man. I mean, like 12 from 12, I mean, from babies on up, just falling out, man. Yeah. I've I seen an article just in the past, what, year? Uh, it said, what, 11,000 <laughs> children dropped dead, man. You know they don't know about the numbers, probably more than that, man. Mm-hmm. Well, this ain't no joke, man. This all this stuff, man. That's why I'm doing my best not to go to no doctor, no hospital, no nothing, man. This ain't no joke, man. Yeah, that can be a problem, but just going is a problem in itself, yeah. man. Uh, man, I I put them off as much as I possibly can, Brother West. Uh, for me, yes, I don't want to be caught up in no hospital no more than once a year. I mean, I'll play the rest of it by ear. Yes, sir. You know it, because everything we need, God got us. We just have to know what to, what to, what to take when to, when to get what we're looking at, man. But well, they're uh, already uh, telling the doctors that they are police. <clears throat> they're no longer necessary, period. Yes, sir. Yes, we'll sir. get into that next week. Yes, sir. Now you get into some good stuff now, man. You're getting some good stuff now, man. I don't want to hold the line up. Man, somebody else want to talk? Cause this oh, kid, yeah, I'm gonna I got all this hands time. raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to see y'all the same about this dude who got out of jail, man. He did some brutal okay. shit. I'm going to see y'all right now, man. And Ben, All right. Put, uh, uh, the Gloria thing in the chat room, please. Okay. All right. Send that to me. All right. I already okay. sent it to you. Okay. Peace out. All right. Better love. See you next yeah. week, man. Old Tep and better love. Okay. Okay. Let's go to uh, 312632. Admiral Nelson Bay. Uh, okay. Yes, Dr. Robert X. There is a uh, independent Republican U.S. presidential candidate named uh, Dr. Shiva, S-H-I-V-A. He's of Indian. Name, I dare you. Pardon? Pronounce his last name. I dare you. I know who you're talking about. No, no, it's it's no. This, this fellow is fifty nine years old. He's not in his thirties. from Massachusetts, and um, I like this Dr. Shiva very much. Indian, uh, right? Yes, I'm. I'm not talking about Ramaswamy. I'm talking about Dr. Shiva. That's a totally different person. Ramaswamy. I'm, I'm not talking I about Vivek. What was Shiva's last name? Pronounce his last name. His last name is Shiva, I believe. I just know him as no. Doctor Shiva. He has uh, he, he's he's not the young uh, Indian fellow that um, 
they thought was with the uh, WEF. It's a totally different person. Dr. Shiva is in Massachusetts. He knows Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Percent. I wanted you pronounce. I wanted you to pronounce his last name because I know it's damn near impossible to pronounce it. Well, um, I think his last name is Shiva. I mean, if you say Shiva for president, the number four dot com, you'll find this is a totally different individual, and he's good. And I know I who you're some... talking about, Drew. How many times do I have to say that? I know who you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> you think I'm talking about Vivek Ramaswamy. That's not who I'm talking about. I didn't say anything about Vivek. I said Shiva. Okay. But he's got more than one name. He got a last name. And I just wanted to hear you try to pronounce it. That's all. Go on with your comment. <laughs> Well, I, I think he's someone who should be listened to. He has uh, the right heart, he has the right spirit, and he has the right information. Okay. He and got no I'm in of winning anything. He I'm in favor on. of international a, certificate of prophylaxis. Yeah, he's a high-profile academic who made his money in the computer industry. As a matter of fact, he's the father of email, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, who's speaking that Spanish in the background? Is this his that's, name, Darayayadurai? That's who, who you're talking about. I can't Got even that? see that. I can't um, even see that. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's okay. torture trying to pronounce that last name. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Drew. Well, the call- caller. I. I, I agree with him more than I agree with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, no problem. Okay. That, that, you have a choice. That's your choice. Yep. Snowball's chance to hell. I'm going to be Trump's feet myself. Well, we got we to gotta get you in the governor's seat here, man. Now, you can't have all these seats, Drew. You, you can't be the mayor, the governor, and the president or vice president. All at the same time. Well, the fellow that got the Republican nomination for governor should be elected in 26. Who is that? Um, trying to remember his name. And I wanted him to choose uh, a black woman who uh, a Democratic candidate for governor in Illinois to be his uh Lieutenant gubernatorial running mate. If black people in the city of Chicago put another Democrat in office, I'm gonna leave the la- I'm gonna leave that last part blank. She's she's accepted by the Republicans here in Illinois, but she's a Democrat. No. Okay, uh, caller, we got your message. 
All right. Thanks for calling in. Excellent calling and watching my back uh, Saturday at the uh, festival. Appreciate it, my brother. Hotep and better love. Uh, 510 846. 510 So, yes, hi. I am happy to be here again. I wanted to make this comment last night. I forgot because okay. I was so involved. In, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we hear okay. you. But I um, I had an experience that I wanted to share. I'm delivering flowers, and as I'm delivering them, there's two men at the desk um, speaking in Spanish to the receptionist who was also speaking back. And the man was demanding that this person he was calling his grandfather, which I didn't think could be possible, but that's what he said, um, get service. And I was standing there thinking, where do we do this at? Like never have I ever seen anyone go into a private dentist's office demanding service. The woman had to go get the dentist, and the dentist had to explain to him that she has appointments and patients that, you know, are scheduled and she just doesn't take people off the street and try to divert him to emergency services. But I thought, this is amazing what is happening today. Um, people that have been here would never even think to do something like that. And, and somewhere along the line, people are getting the message where you can just demand services and get it. And I just wonder if that dentist had, if she did have to turn him away, but, you know, what does that, what type of repercussion will she um, receive from that? I don't know. I just thought it was. Let me, let me ask you, Goddess. Does she yes. still have a head on her shoulders? Yes. Well, then she should consider herself extremely lucky because these people from Latin America, come from an entirely different cultural construct where depending on what level of the cartels you're in, if you don't get service immediately, you subject to have your head chopped off. I'm not exaggerating. Okay, wow. mass graves all over all those countries in Latin America because the cartels financed by the United States intelligence community are putting these people in positions of authority all throughout Latin America, uh, doing the bidding of the U.S. government. We're headed for, and Chicago is going to be one of the major places that that happens. You see the same thing occurring now in New York, particularly around Staten Island, but not you simply there, because they got 50 million people, according to the U.N., that they have to bring into this country from Latin America. 50 million now, just imagine what kind of confusion if the housing stock is not accommodating to those that are already here. Imagine what it's going to look like if them people get back in office and you got another 40 million uh, Latin Americans coming into this country. I just couldn't believe it. I, I, I remember having issues in between benefits and I could not get service. And this person was demanding to be serviced and was asking 
for the dentist to show up and tell him no because yes. he wasn't going to accept no. And I just thought this is on – I I I was really scared for the dentist, honestly. So for you to say this, um, my first initial thought was, what's going to happen if she denies, which I know she had to because she had back-to-back patients. Um, yeah. But I, I just – I really did. It did cross my mind. I know. Um, and so you say this is just unbelievable, but I thought you might be amused by what's happening here in California where people are just demanding services. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very familiar with uh, In New York, when they didn't get what they wanted, they tore up a five-star hotel mm-hmm. and say, how do you like me now? And guess who went to jail? Nobody. It's really awful. I I missed, again, the earlier part of your show. I'm going to go back and listen to it. But did you ever talk about the woman that supposedly robbed the store for liquor and then in her pursuit to escape, ran over and looked like she was going to run over a cop and then got shot and then... Now everybody's in an uproar because she was pregnant. Did you hear about that? I heard about it, but uh, here's the deal. The police put themselves in harm's way, and they do this all the time. They run out in front of your car. You can have your car in a park. If your foot is still on the brake, the car's going to rock a little bit, okay? This is what police have done for a long time. And as soon as that car rocks a little bit from you taking your foot off the brake, they start shooting and said they fear for their lives. They ought to take them bastards and put them up under the jail. I don't care what she stole. Put them up under the jail. They letting people out of jail for stealing 900 and some dollars worth of stuff. So why are you going to kill somebody? For some liquor. Oh, and then the meat. Oh, my gosh. So I've been hearing things and actually seeing videos where people are buying meat from the grocery store and putting magnets on it and it's sticking. So I had to buy some meat for an event. And I literally didn't go to that store. I'm not going to say the WH name, but any S name. But I didn't go to that <laughs> store because that's where they had supposedly videotaped the meat that was magnetic in some kind of way. I saw it from my own eyes, not live, but on the video. It looked impressive. God, but but now, you gotta test, now you got to take I, the magnets off your fridge to test your meat to see if it's magnet. I did just that, goddess. I took the magnet to the store and put it on the meat, and it stuck. But I also took the magnet and put it on me. I haven't had no venom. I didn't get the shots. So the magnet did not stick. So I'm still in, in fairly decent shape. But I didn't just watch those videos. I watched the people use the silverware and a whole bunch of other me- metallic stuff, and they had it sticking to them. One guy yeah. had so many utensils sticking on him that people, when they uh, were going to the cafeteria, 
they wouldn't look in the the little uh, the little uh, uh, containers where the knives and forks. They just grab one off of him. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god! So that's how Gary, you went to the meet. You went to the store and the magnet did stick. I was so glad that when I brought that meat home, because I, I couldn't, you know, it's not in the, I, I had to get it from the butcher. I, I tested all sides of it. It didn't stick. I was so happy. And then I did, you know what, I did test it on me too. But I'm like you, I didn't I didn't get the juice. But, you know, they say you can get it. I don't know. Anywho, I'm just grateful and thankful for you and and Bev and everyone that calls in. And I wanted to share those things yesterday, but I got distracted. So thank you so well, much. We appreciate you guys. Excellent comments and have a marvelous rest of the week. You all do the same. Much Thank love. You. Better love and hotel. Better love. <laughs> Bev, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Thank you, Carter. You're live. Peace, y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Better love. Better love to y'all, man. Peace and love. Yo, um, man, um, Vivek, 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 Ramasamy. Try to say that three times straight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he wrote an essay in Harvard when he graduated from Harvard in 2007. That's another red flag. You come out of oh, it's called the um, Shamia question, all right? Um, yeah. And um, the Shamia is like a synthetic organism. And he won an award in an op-ed in the um, Boston Globe and the New York Times came out about him in 2007. So he goes way back to this. Yeah. Now, um, Ramasamy... Um, now, you might remember Chamia's death because we talked about that when we talked about Martine Rothblatt and her trying to create these synthetic organisms that she can download uh, people's um, memories into and they can yeah. live forever, right? So that's the Chamia's mixed with a human being that won't have no genitalia. You did a show like 10 years on it, go on it, you called it Cynthia. Yeah, you know they have no no genitalia, no nothing, right? Yeah, right. So Ramasamy is a transhumanist. It's the yeah. it's, it's pretty short, right? And yeah. um, Ramasamy highlights some of the many complexities surrounding human chimeras. And chimera is spelled C H I M E R A S. Yeah, that um, one should treat a recipient of transferred humanity with the same level of respect as an organism with inborn humanity. Even if the organism does not appear to be human in biological terms, it nonetheless deserves moral value of a human being as long as it possesses the quality that our society is deemed worthy of a human respect. Right? So he's writing an essay way back in 2007 about the new beings that they're bringing in. These are the aliens. Right, this is coming from, you know, out of space somewhere. Right, these human chimeras. Right, so yeah. um, just 
just watch that with him because the fact that he's into this puts him in a whole nother perspective with me. It's like, yeah. oh, whoa, he worse he worse than a globalist. <laughs> he's a transhumanist. You you trying to do some other stuff. He's yeah. heavily invested in the pharmaceutical industry. <clears throat> yeah, because that's where he got rich. Now, yeah, um, right. he came up with um, his story, I swear, sounds exactly like Martin Wolflot buying some um, drugs that, for epilepsy and things like that and getting them to uh, testing them on people for some rare diseases that only like one in a million people have but you can right. charge an exorbitant amount of money for this, you know, this medicine because it'll keep them alive. And um, that's how they got rich. And then they started experimenting with these same drugs for human enhancement and um, working on chimeras. So then yeah. it sounds just like Martine Wolflop. Um, yeah. And we already know what she's about. That's the being a 48 chip. Um, right. Al Sharpton. A lot of people might not remember old Al Sharpton, but Al Sharpton started first time I ever saw him. It was a chick who claimed she was raped, uh, I think by white men. Her name Tawana was Tawana Brown. And um, she was lying, though. It came out that she made the whole story up. And she could, you know, they, they, you know, but he went, ran with it. That was his introduction to us as a leader. And, you know, this yeah. is when he, he had um, his velour felob and uh, Puma suits on. You know, he was mad fat. He tried to look like a drug dealer. And the next thing you know, he ends up in an FBI thing, working right. with, uh, trying to got a few mob members locked up. And they right. changed his image up. And then he becomes a minister, like actual minister now. You know what I'm saying? Suit and tie and Cadillac minister, you know, goes from the, the sweatsuit. So I, I see him on, then he loses all the weight. And, and, you know, he's, so I just seen them take Al Sharpton through a lot of phases, man. You know what I'm saying? I think, damn, they done reinvented him more than they reinvent a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like each album, they got to come out with a new invention. Here you go, you know? So that's Al Sharpton, man. Look back at his back in the days. Uh, kind of trying to look like a pimp with the perm, look like a hustler with the velour suit, you know what I'm saying? Nikes on, you know, hat, uh, no hat on because he had the perm, you know. But um, He took the part because he was really playing the part. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's <laughs> playing another role now. Yeah, he's an actor. That's right. You know, he's, this, this guy that's on television, they would have never put him on television. They polished him up over the years. They finally found a role that fit him, man. You know, lose all the weight and, you know, yep. but touch, give you the action network. Working, if he wasn't working for the FBI, they never would have dusted his ass off. Because I remember that like it was yesterday with Tawana Brawley. And they called mm-hmm. that dude everything up under the sun. One thing about this media, when they characterize you in a particular way, they do not change that position. They did for oh, him because yeah. he was one exactly. of them all the time. Yep, yep. And I'm going to tell you, right around the time, because how hated he was, I remember he was doing a march. I think it might have been for Yousef Hawkins or, or someone, someone who got killed in a white area. 
um, yeah. got got beat up by Italians and they stabbed him. And the, the the headline of the paper was like, "Good for him." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how bad much they hated him. You know what I'm saying? But so yeah, the New, York Post, the New York Post was all over him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. New York Post, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So just just go back in history. Just look how he's going through his progressions in time and how they come up with a new one and a new one and a new one. So and it's not over, man. If he's still alive, man. He'll play another role. Did you hear the piece <laughs> I played earlier with Vivek Ramaswamy? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the piece at, I played yesterday with him and Al Sharpton debate? At the Al Sharpton on um, town hall meeting. Yeah, I heard heard it. Yeah, said, you, wow. piece, you know we played mm-hmm. the piece yesterday where he's in the hotel room with the mob working for the FBI. Ramaswamy? No, Charlatan. We oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, up. yeah. I remember that when that happened. Yeah, yeah. I've I seen that a million times. Yeah. You know, so when people start talking that Al Sharpton stuff, I'll pull that right up. Oh, look yep. at this, man. He's a snitch. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a mm-hmm. confidential informant, bro. You know, I wouldn't, you know. But either way, man, um, I, um, they're about to shut everything down again. So be prepared. Yeah. Um, and this time it won't be a simulation. Not going to be no a lot of people dying, but the, the what 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 will be real is the um their reaction to what they put out there. So just be aware, you know, it's going to be um. You saw today Moderna came out and said, oh, we, we got a cure for the, we got the new vaccine for the new strains. So they did. And Biden bought about $300 million for everybody. Absolutely. So um, you said they're going to be meeting with the, the king of England. Yep. So, yeah, it's about to go down. And this time it's going to be take this vaccine and go back to your normal life. Or don't you know take the vaccine, and you're gonna lose your privileges to work. Yeah. See social services, yeah, welfare, section eight, um, yep. food stamps, Medicaid. You know, um, they could even potentially go as far as to say, um, if you don't vaccinate your kids, that's child abuse. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um, and you know they could. Do the same for people's pensions, people's social security. So I mean, yeah. just be prepared. Cause this time they not playing. This is you're not getting a paper card this time. It's digital this time. They need the record. And this, um, is, the this is what I dreaded, you know, coming. This is the election. And check this out, Tut. The Republican, the red state governors, and already said they ain't having none of it. They ain't following nothing that they come out here with because they're already on top of it. The Democratic cities are going to go up in smoke because most of the population is moving away from the Democrats. They raise in hell here in Chicago about these damn illegals, just like they're doing in New York. It's, it's a powder keg ready to explode, but it's going to explode in the blue, city, the blue cities. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, because I'm in a blue city. 
there. Yeah, yeah. your government's going to try to force oh, y'all to get take masks and lock down. Well, I now, I'm waiting to see. And I went to, go ahead. I went okay. to, um, no. to Walmart the other day. I took somebody to, because I, I don't go, but I took somebody to Walmart the other day. I thought I was in India. All Why? Indian people. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, they're everywhere here. I mean, Mama Sami is everywhere. And you got to be careful here because <laughs> a lot of the Indians um, that you meet, they'll be called Mama Sami, but they they act and talk very much like black people. And um, when you get to talking to them, you start to notice they got a Caribbean accent. So they grew up in the Caribbean. You know, they didn't grow up in India. They still There's a Indian. lot of them down there too, brother. Yeah, they, they but these one these Indians they they like black people. <laughs> you know they like yeah. um <laughs> they procreate with black people more yeah. so than when I was in, traditional when, Indians. When I was in Trinidad, Tut, there was an Indian mm-hmm. guy that had the soapbox. So I took the soapbox right after him, and I let him know that man, you blacker than me. What make you any different than me? If I don't open my mouth and you don't open your mouth, can't nobody tell whether you from the States or I'm from the States. Mm-hmm. And one of them told me that because um, there's a lot in Trinidad, there's a lot in Guyana. Um, yep. One of them told me, he said in Guyana, he was uh, above black people, you know, above the, the black Guyanese people, even though they outnumbered <laughs> Indians. But his right. family owned the store. And they had, you know, they, they were in a cast, sort of, like, above them. He said, but right. when we got here, we realized that we niggas, too, you know, real that's quick. It. Like, you know, that's, they, you know, yeah. so we... Mm-hmm. They don't argue with that. There's no great rush to change that system. They they are fully empowered and in alignment with that cast system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, I, I just don't, I don't buy Ramasamy, man. I think that he's, um, he's really ran by pastrami. You know what I'm saying? He's, um, sure. just like you see him at, I was watching a Google do their big event where they show off their new gadgets and how they work and stuff. And they brought mm-hmm. out the CEO, an Indian dude. And he brought out the COO, an Indian dude. And they brought out the CFO, an Indian lady. I said, oh, shit. Google is India, man. Everybody in power, one white dude and six Indians. And I said, I ain't never seen one like that. You look at Britain, who's the prime minister? Yep. So they're Indian. But that's because they outsourced. They outsourced a lot of the tech industry to India since the 80s, Okay. And mm-hmm. what they've done is they're attempting to move India away from the Chinese slash Russian yes. orbit into the yep. American orbit. So when they do that, like they did in Nigeria, they basically allow for excess immigration to this country. So over the last 25 years, the Indian population has exploded. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I was just about to get into that. They're trying to mosey India away from China because they, you yes. know, India just became the world's largest country. 
It just yeah. took China. So um, they're going to start building India like they built up China. You see right. India getting high-speed rail built by Japan, which is the West, Japan. And, um, yeah. you know, so they, they're coming together. They're going to try. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to start a little conflict, even though I think China beat the hell out of India. Um, of course. But, yeah, but, um, yeah, they, they got to pull them away. They got to break that brick. You know, yep. they got to break that brick up. So um, Russia, uh, India is the shaky one. That's the one everyone's looking at. Everyone thought it would yep. be um, South Africa, but it's India. Remember what happened when uh, when Orange Man went to India? Oh, Modi loved him. They put they put out all the stops, brother. Modi treated him like treated uh, Orange Man like he was royalty. Orange Man running around talking about Namaste, Namaste. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, Saudi Arabia pulled out all the red carpet for him. They had the knives in the street, jumping him yep. and Philistine and all of them dudes. That was his first, you know, he didn't realize right. all them dudes were snakes. But, um, yeah, they, when they went over there with Biden, the, the prince gave him a fist bump. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't even go out to meet this dude on the tarmac. Yeah, he, he was mad. He had to go outside and meet him out in front of the palace, like, Gave him a fist bump and walked away from him. Like, let's go, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. The reason why I don't nobody want to meet around is because he can't hold his bow. He was was giving uh, somebody from the Vietnam War uh, yesterday, I think, the Medal Mm -hmm. of Honor that was long overdue for this cat. And he shit on himself and then ran off the stage. Yeah, I saw that. I saw him run off the stage. And I said, I bet he had a shitty camper on him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He smelled like a fresh baby, a newborn baby, man. But that's all I had to say. Peace and love to y'all, man. Peace and love. Now, all these years, I read the article today. All these years, you said it earlier. They've been saying plant the trees. I ain't never yeah. heard cut down all the trees because they're burning. Well, stop causing the damn fires. Like, it's what, called geoengineering, I, brother. You know what it is. I said he can't be that pressed for money that he needs to sell lumber now. Like, he got $180 billion damn dollars. Like, you know, so, yeah, man, Bill Gates, is, he got to go. Bad news. They bad news. Excellent comments, my brother. Hotep and better love. See you next week. Better love. Uh, Did you see that? Did you see that? What? Say what? Did you see Biden boo booed on himself and then ran off the stage and everybody's wondering what the hell is this guy doing? He just left the dude standing up there by himself. This this uh, recently? No, I haven't. You know, I tried to stay away from him. Yesterday, well, I'm gonna go look. You gonna make me go look it up? About the fifth time he's been in a situation. Where he shit on himself and he got to run and hide. Mm-hmm. He left the Secret Service and he probably trying to get up out of there before he smelled. What a joke! What a joke! <laughs> it dude. is a joke. I'm sorry, man. There's never been nothing like this. And then they got the chia pet. She's sitting up there making excuses for this guy. 
That's her job. <laughs> and the joke, is, the joke is on us. It is. 81 million votes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Go ahead, and, and No, I'm just saying the joke is on us, and people people don't even, most people don't understand what they're dealing with. You know, like I said once before, Biden is the president, but he's the president of the United States, Inc., which is totally mm-hmm. bankrupt. Mm-hmm. He, he just, he ain't no power. That. And, and Trump is the president of the United States. It's two different companies we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So that's why they gave him a fish, a fish bump. Well, these people are very dangerous, Bev. Everybody see through them. And mm-hmm. I'm listening to some some pretty fair-minded Democrats, and they said the Democrats mm-hmm. are running away from the Democratic Party in droves, and they don't know mm-hmm. what to do. They did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. They went and pulled out that old dyke, Donna Brazil. Oh, what? Where's she? Okay. This closet again <laughs> and set her up there on the EC with the rest of them clowns, and she told them point blank, Y'all better do something in a hurry because blacks and Hispanics are defecting from the Democratic Party in droves. Yes, they are. Yes, we are. Especially the the men. The men. Yep. I, I imagine the women too, but the men's is ahead on this right here. Because some of the yes. women's is, you know, moving kind of slow, but the men's. They're not slow at all. They're jumping on Well, it. let me tell you something, Bear. The reason mm-hmm. that the women are, are still with the Democratic Party, because when you go into a lot of the Democratic cities, mm-hmm. you go into government buildings, guess who you see working? The women? Black women. Mm-hmm. That's where their job come from. Mm-hmm. So that's why they hold allegiance to these people. Hmm. Well, they better start uh, looking for some new jobs. I, I couldn't say it any better, Bear. They think these people they, for them. But, man, they in for a rude awakening. Be having something totally different than, because the Republican, most of them is just as bad. Now, the, the black people that came in, and these guys talking about he need to be king. They ready to elevate him from a president to a king now. Yep. You know they don't want to hear that. Well, the, is, the that old why, is that why? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Is that why they said Trump is the last president because he gonna be king? Uh, I don't know if he gonna even get in office, man. I don't mm. see them allowing him to get in office. So I see them doing something, starting a war. That's why I say it. They want to use uh, Poland, right, to create Mm -hmm. some incident in Poland because Ukraine is done. They killed damn near half a million people. And these monsters are still talking about more war. After a half a million people have been killed, in a year. But they can't when survive you... without war. They have to have war. That's how they make their money. 
it's beyond that, bear. This is this is satanic. This is demonic. Okay? There's a lot of things that they use uh in terms of war. Yes. Money for the military industrial complex is always, you know, their thing. Mm-hmm. And there there's several states in this country that without the war machine, they couldn't survive. So, and these are Republican states, but they run by these old school racist Republicans. That's who's supporting the Democrats, okay? So it ain't just the Democrats. The problem is it's all of the Democratic Party that's bought into this stuff. That's the problem. So if you don't go to the Republican side, you're basically supporting your own demise. And when I say Republican side, I'm talking about MAGA. Because MAGA fighting the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. That's what I'm saying. That's like a third party. Yes. And people don't want to accept the fact that Orange Man is not a Republican. <laughs> He's not a Republican. Okay. He's a nationalist. Mm-hmm. And that's Big the party, dip- the national party. That's right. This country was founded on nationalism. Mm-hmm. So these that's people where you have rights, not privileges. They, like you say, they they getting ready to show you what they can do with privileges. Just like they give you privileges, they can take it away, but they cannot that's take right. your rights away because they did not give you your rights. You that born with correct. that. Bingo. That's a grand slam, Bear. That's exactly what the deal is. So they got to rush and do whatever they have to do to keep the wool pulled over people's eyes. And the way they do that is to always come up with confusion. And unfortunately for us, much of the confusion, it involves us. So they our pain and suffering to push their agenda. You watch. There's going to be some more black-on-white situations, and the Democratic Party going to send their people out there to exacerbate the problem because that's what they do. As long as we killing each other, you ain't going to hear a peep from them. Not a word. But as soon as they uh, wind up their little wind-up dolls to go in and shoot four or five black people, oh, here come the oh, racism, white supremacy, racism, white supremacy, playing on emotion. That's what they've been doing for a long, long time. The only problem has been most black people haven't been able to see it. And for those of us who did see it, people looked at us sideways. They ain't looking at us sideways no more. You hear every black people saying the same thing that I'm saying right now. They broke the programming. But you suck with niggas for Trump. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to keep putting it in people's heads. That book, The Last President, has never left me. So I don't know what these people are going to do definitively. But I do know that they're going to do something because that's their nature. 
Donna Brazil come out here and say, we're in trouble, y'all. Y'all better get get to moving because hmm. y'all hemorrhaging voters. And well, I, I bet I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm waiting, Bear, for somebody to come out and say, any illegal in this country that cast an illegal vote, we deporting your ass post haste. That's all it's going to take. But, I mean, for one thing, how can an illegal vote? You're supposed to be legal to vote. Because the Republican Party that we've been talking about, that 75% of the Republican Party and all of the Democratic Party is for it. That's how. Totally unconstitutional. Go to Mexico and tell Obrador that you want to vote in the Mexican election. <laughs> and see if they find a sale uh, big enough to put your ass in. Go to Venezuela and tell them you want to vote in their country and see how much time you get to go with that vote. All right? Go anywhere in South America and tell them that you got the right to vote and then you want some free housing and et cetera, et cetera, and see how quick they lock your ass up. Remember, Malcolm's nephew went down there, and he didn't realize that uh, Malcolm X's name didn't carry no weight with them cartels down, and they threw his ass off a building and killed him. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. This ain't that I keep saying, Bev. This ain't that little Mexican that takes a siesta every day at twelve noon and go sit down with with the little sandals on and the cut off little pants uh, at the calf uh, and, and uh, pull that sombrero down over his head and take a siesta. That ain't this uh, Latin American. This Latin American got tattoos all over the damn place, signifying his gang affiliation. See, I don't need nobody to tell me. I know some, and I've had conversations with them, and they tell me, all right? And there's, it's not unusual for these people to cut your ass up in little bits. That's what they do down there. They cut your ass up in pieces and scatter you all over the place. You violate what they're talking about. They, they go to war with their military. Their military don't touch them. Because guess what, Bev? A What's lot of that? the weapons that supposedly went to Ukraine, mm-hmm. guess what? There's a whole market, a whole <laughs> weapons market down there in Latin America. Okay? And that's where a lot of them weapons, them, them cartels are armed better than the military down there. Well, no joke. That, that's why uh, the American people are not giving up their guns. Bet not. Bet all you got to do is go north of the border and ask them Canadians how they liking it now. Because everything that that dude, the prime minister, told them was a lie. Now he's talking about taking away their handguns.
He want them totally disarmed. Well, I think the Canadians woke up when they had the trucking thing. Yeah, so do I. And and, and he cut their money, bank, bank accounts off, the money off. I think that woke up a lot of people in Canada then. Well, we and gonna he see had the UN troops. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to see if they really woke, because uh, that means he shouldn't even be nowhere near winning another election, not even close. See, I can't get out of my head that white people are very stupid. Very stupid. That's why Mitch McConnell's still in office out of all these years. And a Joe Biden still in office. And we pulling up the rear because we put some of these incompetent Negroes in office over and over too. So that's the real deal. Okay, Ben, we ain't got no more calls. Let's play some music. No. No, I can't play no music because we are all. So we oh, over we time now. We over, over. Uh, no, the oh, people wow. that's on the phone can still hear us. The ones that was listening, they still, we still got them here, but <laughs> they shut down the phone lines, the music, and everything. Okay, well, I can go eat my dinner so, then, Tana. Yes, yes. And I just want to say uh, Lee Oscar will be joining us again uh, Friday. So he'll be here with us with his new music. That's the uh, okay, uh, Bear, Write this down. Mm-hmm. Tell him I, I never forgot about him in City Country City. Wait a minute. City Country? That, that's City Country City? Country City. That's one of the pieces that uh, he's the featured artist with war. Okay. All right. I'll tell him that. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. X, as always. Looking forward to next week. I mean, this information is just mind-blowing here. But we're riding it. We're handling it. So uh, thank you again for keeping us enlightened. And, Bev, let me say before we sign Mm -hmm. off, totally. Okay. This is dedicated. This these programs are dedicated to my cousin who made his transition, Lee oh. Andrew, not Lee Oscar. Lee Andrew. Okay. Rest in peace, Lee my Andrew. brother. Yeah. On our Ashay. Yes. Ashay. Ashay. All, All right, right, Dr. Robert X. Hotel sister. Hotel family. Better love. Hotel and better love. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.